passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Or where does this go live at? On Twitch? <laughs> we're live everywhere. YouTube, right now. Facebook. Uh, uh, hold on here. Let me. Are we live? Oh, yeah, we're live. See, Danny, you're not used to live. You're I'm not, not used, used to You're live. not used to live at all. This might freak you out. I'm really freaked out right now. I know. You looked, you looked a little high, too, just to be honest with you. Okay, now I can see you. If we're totally just being, you know, not bullshitting, you look like you walked in stoned as hell. Uh, I, Not stoned as hell. Slightly stoned. Yeah. And, uh, comfortably which, which, there you go. Comfortably. St- I love it. Uh, so anyway, this is my, uh, welcome to the after show. It's the bubble oh, love sponge show. It's live on, it's live on YouTube. It's live on Facebook. It's live on the bubble army app. It's live on bubble army radio. And then we take it and we repurpose it, uh, you know, and other pieces, parts as well. It's going to be basically like a little dingleberry of views compared to the kind of massive views you're used to. <laughs> I mean, we're going to be like a like a like a little herpes uh, flare up compared to full blown AIDS, <laughs> <clears throat> but nonetheless, we we try hard, and we are your former <laughs> local favorite uh, radio show. So now, Danny, I got. By the way, welcome, Danny. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Thanks for having me on your show. This yeah. place is incredible. Yeah. Well, well, we got a lot to talk about because Danny and I are friends now officially, Anna. Yeah. Now, Anna. Last time I went, when I was on Danny's Concrete Podcast, uh-huh. I was messing around with this stuff. He had on the counter, and it's called, ah, <clears throat> and it's the world's strongest smelling salts, okay? But Danny, and I was hitting him and hitting him, and Danny kept saying, listen, this that's that's great, but if I had a brand new bottle, oh, my God, you don't even understand. I'm like, whatever, Danny, this is good enough. I love it. Taking big old hits off of him. And so Danny, as a token, comes in uh, today and offers a nice little gift, and he has a brand new bottle of this, ah. Stuff, right? No, oh, it's ah. ah. So he's got a brand new bottle, right? Fret now, when I so I, I open it up, and automatically the minute I go to uh, open the like the little pr- protective uh, you know paper, it goes, it pops. Blitz, you heard it? Did oh, you yeah, not? It popped. It goes boop, like it had pressure underneath it. So I'm assuming this stuff builds pressure, and I'm getting the very very first hit. So I take a hit of it, like I did at Danny's place. But Danny's stuff was a year plus old, so I didn't know. Woo! 
Holy shit. Does it like wear off immediately? Like, oh, no, I mean, it, I'm not familiar with it at all. No, no. Yeah, of course it wears off. It just, no, real, I mean, like just, immediately, like how, how much, how long is the high? I mean, I wouldn't call it a high. Okay. It just, it just fucking bam. It just gets you, it starts your motor. Oh, yeah. Bam. Right to the brain. Does and it, so, Anna, I know you're afraid. I, I, uh, yeah. But I was thinking about making yeah. Lummy. <clears throat> now, Lummy, here's the deal. Stay right there. Yep. I'm going to throw this to you. Okay. <laughs> Can you be Lummy Gronkowski and not oh, miss? Because yeah. <laughs> I'm going to throw a beautiful pass. Okay? Bubba Brady. All right. Now, now do, do as instructed oh. and don't do. Don't keep it too, too don't close. Don't do what, what I tell you to do. You hear me? Yeah. Uh, train professionals on this stuff, okay? Yeah, I now, can smell you, it now. You Lummy, already smell Lummy, here's yeah. what I want you to do. Yeah. First of all, I want you to shake it up. Okay. Oh, God. Now, Is it going to explode? No, it's not. Could be in a bitch. No, it ain't going to explode. Listen role. to me. So, now, Lummy. Oh. Lummy. Yes. I'm, 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 I want you to undo it. Yep. Then I want you to like this. Take a, a, a nice, a no. big, a big one. A big one. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Like, what do you feel? Oh, what do you feel? Danny, 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 have you ever hit one right out of the bottle? Of course yeah. you have. Of course you have. Oh, yeah. And you have to shake Not it? Not new like this, though. You got to keep, you got to be like six inches away and make sure you don't, you got to close your eyes. Or well, yeah. Bubba, Bubba put his nose right, right on right the bottle. Hey, hold on, yeah. Danny. I put my shit right on the oh, bottle. Shit. Yeah, the eyes oh, my fuck God. It. I feel like I just did seven lines of cocaine. I know. Feel it in the eyes. So you don't even have to take this off. Well, you know, you're supposed to keep that on, aren't you? Yeah. As an extra seal. Kind of, because you at, at your at your station you had yours kind of like just peeled back a little bit. I think they, I think they nerfed it a little bit. What do you mean nerfed it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You can smell through the bottle. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, Danny, ride that bitch out. Fuck yeah. I feel like Ooh. someone just shoved a knife up. That's my a nose. fresh. Oh, that's a fresh it? batch right there, Danny Jones. I took yeah. a little in the mouth. Fuck yeah. Now on it over to you. Not and, too close. Just and but get get a good old hoard off that. You kind of like when I was like, like, waff it. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that hurt. Anna, we're on the radio, baby. You know, get up, get up in here. I mean, we're on the air. Oh! <clears throat> I don't like it. I don't what like mean, it. You don't like it. I don't like it. Mm-mm. I got it in my mouth. Can I, can I give it back to you? Can I throw it to oh, you? No, I give, think I just give, blinded give, myself. Give one to Lummy. Lummy, you take one big, nice, nice one. At the, he already did. No, he didn't take it. You know, you took the uh, lessest one of all, Lummy. You really me? did. Yes. I got it in my mouth. Danny, I went, <gasps> Danny and I took really took him oh, like men's. No, no. I don't know. I... Well, yeah, take take it like a man's. Ooh. Take it like a man's. I want to look at I can see you physically. I want that. No, no, no. I want that bottle to the nose. Okay. Bottle to the nose. Peel off. Be careful. Peel off, the, um... peel off the tape deal. He's already and, crying. Come on, Lummy. This isn't known to. I'm like, you've, I fucked you up on the chip deal. I'm not going to fuck you up on this. Hit it. Yeah, there you go. Clear that shit the fuck out, buddy. Woo! <laughs> Holy shit. That's just brutal. That oh. is fucking the best. All right, now oh. get it up here. Don't hit my fucking camera either. Go ahead. Let's see. Nice. <sighs> We're now that we've got our mindset here. This, that's the type of setup you need for a Danny Jones guy like this. Oh, yeah, that shit will get you, that shit will get you fired up first thing in the morning. That's got 600,000. In the morning, I've been up since 2 a.m. You, you do that every know. day? You probably Hell just, no. you probably no just got up, didn't you, buddy? The life of Danny Jones. I, I got up probably about an hour ago. I got up, yeah, I got up about nine. Now, if you if if you were to walk us through a daily life of Danny Jones, how would it go? A daily life of Danny Jones? Yeah, like the daily life of Bubba Clem is I get up about 2.30. <clears throat> I try to go to the gym. I get to the studio about 5 o'clock. 
um, and then I'm out of here about 12 or 1, and then I go home and decompress for an hour and then start returning phone calls and doing things for the show. Yeah. That's kind of my... Maybe you bike a little. I take take my pills at 4 o'clock, and I'm usually passed out by 7. That's my world. Now, okay, yeah. let's see Danny Jones's world with now. Now, mind you, you got a wife and a child, another child on the way. Oh, you know, congrats! Six hundred thousand subscribers on your fucking YouTube channel, big sling and dick. Just you know, secretary full of fucking phone calls. You know, asking people, denying people access to your program because you're just so booked. <laughs> no. Sorry, Danny Jones, to, uh, is not going to speak with you. You only have one hundred and eighteen thousand <laughs> subscribers. He doesn't deal with that bullshit except Bubba. So, Danny, what is the average life for you, buddy? No, no, it's not like that. The, the, my, my life is actually really fucking boring. I wake up probably between, like, it depends how early my kid wakes up, but probably like 6.30, 7. All and right. And then hang out with him in the morning. We eat breakfast. We, we eat breakfast, make him lunch, take him to school. And after, that's probably about 9 o'clock. Now, 9 is, o'clock. Your, is your wife work? My wife, no, she's a full-time mom. Well, why is Danny so, Jones take, uh, getting him for breakfast? Why isn't Mama doing that? Well, she does sometimes. Sometimes, but I usually wake up the same time they do, and oh, like, okay. we all we all you know hang you, out. And, you actually are a good dad and like to you yeah. Know, you know, I not, like to not, participate in my per- kids' life. Perfect. <laughs> um, calling me a piece of shit. Continue on, Danny. We uh, now do you make the lunch? Sometimes I make the lunch. Yeah, sometimes. Now I'll do make- you ever make the kid eat the the lunch there, or does the kid ever have to eat school lunch? No. Well, he's only. He's only two and a half years old. They don't. I don't think they do that. Oh yeah, yeah. They might do it, but no. We have to. We pack him lunch every day. Right, because he's not in regular school yet. He's in like pre 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 K. Yeah, yeah. He's in like the pre K deal. With I don't the think two-year-olds. regular school starts till like maybe five or six. Yeah, something yeah. Like that. I think you're right. That's when you and Mama can fuck during the day because you have a little more time. Yes, exactly. But don't you have another one on the way? Yeah, yeah. We got another one to do do in September Jesus, actually. Danny. Do you know what you're having? Yeah, an- another boy. Ooh. Oh, that's cool. Yep. There you go. Yeah, that's cool. Another boy, and you're doing September. Due in September. Then so what, though? Like hands this- are going to be full. And I told she saw the clip of you telling me not to have three because it's twenty percent gross each. Um, she did. She saw that, and <laughs> and then what? How did that go over? She 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 wasn't too stoked on it. <laughs> but you got you got to make allow, If I you know many wives have banned me from uh, being friends with their husband. Am I officially banned from being Danny Jones's friend? No, no, definitely not. Okay. It, 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 you'll get an extra point for that little the little gift you got me. For, right. For my son. When you guys are slicing it all up and your things have gone awry, I'm gonna get an extra percentage point because I saved you on a, an extra kid kicker. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> if she had her her way, she wants three, right? Yeah, she definitely wants three. She definitely wants a girl. Uh, two boy. Well, we're gonna have two boys. She'll probably she'll probably end up wanting a third. So yeah, yeah. And you're, we'll and we'll you're see gonna, what happens. But twenty percent, sixty percent, sixty percent. I could be. I could be wrong though. On that. Uh, you gotta just keep trying until you get a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So yeah. You could get a secret vasectomy and just come in her. And and she and she never uh-huh. knows that you're really not fertile. A secret vasectomy. Yeah, listen. Vasectomy. Do you know anyone who's done that? Yeah. Really? He's like yeah. me. All right. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> I want you to be totally honest. Okay. Is there ever periods of time, and I'm sure that there has, because your wife is now pregnant and she's at the point where once a woman gets pregnant and she's about this far along, they don't feel so sexy and they really don't want to fuck a lot. I mean, you know, like there's pregnant women don't want yeah, to. Well, I mean, uh, no, hold, on. Easier, hold on, yeah. but you do get there to a point where as she's getting larger, like, you know, there will come a point like Danny, like her last two or three weeks where she's just uncomfortable and she just wants to have this baby and she doesn't want you around there sniffing around the fucking buckle brush. <laughs> so you at that point when she's at her most miserable and feels the less sexiness because the baby's almost here. <laughs> Now, a vasectomy is an outpatient surgery. It takes about 30 minutes. 
and all you can't do is you like for two or three days you can't really fuck for two or three days that's it well i'm sure there's periods of two or three days that you go now that she you guys don't fuck right yeah, absolutely. Especially yeah, so I, I mean, when yeah. she's pregnant, for sure. I mean, you're right. They don't feel as sexy right. or whatever. But. Right. So, you know, we sneak you over to my buddy. You get your vasectomy. You ice, and, and really, you just ice your balls down. You put a, like a little uh, bag of peas on your balls for a couple of days, and you're good to go by the third day. Really? And she'll never even know. There's no scar. They don't leave no scars. No, nothing. Bubba's an expert huh. in relationships, so I'm, just let me know. Yeah, yeah. no, I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> you took no, that chance. I'm the last motherfucker to talk about relationships. Right. <laughs> but Danny, I'm just saying, then you could just come in her for the rest of your life and ne- and just blame it on, you know, I'll just Maybe blame it's it on you, her. bitch. Yeah, blame it on oh. her. Blame it on for her. You listen, oh, yeah, make, her, make her feel womb. bad. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. after two kids. <laughs> Interesting. Like, listen, you know, I'm my... And then when she comes home pregnant, man, there's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clem's construct. Who's my buddy? The concrete. Concrete high vis Willie. High vis Clem. Yeah, high vis Clem. Did he? I think he's all fired up. He just got. A, he just bought a new truck last week, so he thinks he's. Uh, he thinks he's better than me because he has a really uh, nicer car than I do. Well, what do you got, Willie? I just got a regular uh, F one fifty pickup truck, but he got he got the big platinum high vis Willie. He did the the I guess it's like the top of the lines massages your back and has a cooler in the center <laughs> console and and he's really now he's, you know about now he's it. running around town slinging it yeah, with but his here's, new platinum. But, but here's the difference: he has to go out and lay a hundred thousand yards of concrete each week <laughs> to be able to pay for that poor motherfucker. And you're in your air conditioning circumstances with half a million subs, fucking you know making ch- school lunches. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just fucking. I'm, admit, I'm I'll just, take that I'm base an, level F one fifty. You're an indoor cat, yeah. right? You couldn't lay a yard of concrete if your life depended on it. <laughs> That's fact. That is Am a I fact. Right? You're definitely right. I could not. Anna, you didn't like the. Who wants spelling? to wake up at 5 a.m.? Yeah. Well, wake up oh. at 5 a.m. I don't even know. I'm late. You've yeah. always done that. I could wake never. up at 5. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wish. So this is Danny Jones. And now, Danny, we know. So you, you, make, you make lunch for your kid. And then, like, how many days a week do you record? Just one? I record one or two days a week, usually. I spend, uh, you know, I, I do that. You know, I hang out with with the wife and kid in the morning and then I usually sometimes I'll go to the gym or work out or swim or whatever and then I'll answer emails talk to people you know do all that stuff and now do you do that almost every day like do you try to set aside I mean because being you know having this much you know freedom and this you know because your podcast does so well I think you're at what five I keep up 564,000 subscribers that's pretty damn good. no it's like 465 I'm sorry 465,000 yeah. Now, do you watch your numbers, too, and, like, try to, like, you know, like, I have a little charts. I'm trying to get my numbers up. Like, do you keep track or once you get that big a pimp, like, you know, like, you know, a few thousand here don't really fucking matter? No, yeah, you definitely keep track of it. You definitely watch it. I I didn't used to always watch it as much because I didn't, you know, I always thought it was super fucking lame when people just only cared about how many views their videos got or how many subscribers they get. And they make, like, hit the subscribe button, click the like button, blah, 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 right. blah. I always thought that shit was kind of lame, but... But you gotta do it, You don't really kind of have to do it. You gotta... You have to... More recently, I've started paying more, you know, attention to the analytics and figuring out, okay, what works, what doesn't. But, you know, there's a lot of people who just make the content based on what the people in the comment section want to see. And is, and, and is hashtag... Like, are hashtags... I mean, <clears throat> you, you gotta play that game, too, don't you? Do you have to play the hashtag? Or if you got good content, will it resonate and somehow make it through virally? Or do you got to play the hashtag game too? I don't play the hashtag game. Uh, not definitely not in YouTube. I don't think there's any. Probably hashtag. more so yeah, like Twitter. Yeah, so it doesn't really Instagram. work on YouTube. 
Oh, it doesn't really work on YouTube? No. It's all about just good content. It's all about just good, entertaining content. And like, you know, if a, if a guy's good, he'll he'll get the numbers because, you know, people share him. If he sucks, I mean, the numbers don't lie, right? I mean, at the end of the day, right. that's how many people attempted to watch that or, or to watch that. And, and then, and like, have you ever had a guest that, well, like Matt Cox would probably be a pretty good example. In fact, a guy that you're like, fuck, this guy brought in good numbers. I'm going to go to the Matt, Matt Cox well a few times, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've had Matt Cox on the show probably 15 times. How's Matt doing? He's, I think he's doing good. He's painting. I'd like to maybe not extend an olive branch, but at least tell him what he did wrong and then maybe have him back. Maybe <clears throat> me, you, with Concrete Clem and like somebody else, like a little like a podcast fucking super show or something. Yeah, yeah. We could have an intervention with uh, with Clem Cox and... And myself, maybe High Vis Willie could come join. Intervention. That means you guys all have problems. I'm far well, more no. problematic than you guys are far more normal than me. I'm the fucked up one. Who's the most fucked up between me, you, Matt Cox, and Concrete Clem? Probably Matt Cox. Really? Yeah. I think so. Now, do you think Matt Cox wants to go back to being a swindler? No, I don't think he does. Yeah, he, but he I mean, like, I know, but when you're that good at it <laughs> and you have to work this hard to make money, because, I mean, at the end of the day, the money that Matt, Matt Cox is, is far more energy than he used to, right? He's just doing a podcast and painting right now. Yeah, he does his podcast and painting, but he's... He, the day I met him, or the day I, the first time I ever talked to him over email, he was emailing me from the halfway house. He was still in a halfway house going, to, you know, on work release, getting released for a certain amount of hours a day to go do, like, construction work or something. And... He came to my podcast studio right from the fucking halfway house. Am I allowed to cuss? Yeah, oh, or yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, of course. No, you, right yeah, from the halfway house. But you can say fucking halfway house. And um, and now ever since he did the first podcast, he's t- he's created more opportunities for himself out of that podcast than anybody that's well, ever I, been on the show. I was discovered. I discovered him through your podcast. That's how I got him as a, a guest people, on on my show through your podcast. A lot of people did. I mean, he's ever since then he's had people, you know, from like business executives and Caribbean islands flying him out to talk to their companies for a crazy amount of money, and people flying him all over the country to do their podcasts. He's been on some of the biggest podcasts on YouTube, um, and he's he's a fucking he's like a national spokesman person for uh, Title Lock. Some sort of like title really? insurance company. <laughs> Hi, I'm Matt Cox, and I used to be able to steal your identity, but if you sign up with Title Lock here, not even a pro like me can get to it. Is that kind of how it goes? Yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> he, they basically play him as the bad guy, and it's him and. Uh, he doesn't give a fuck. No, he doesn't give a fuck. He's but killing could, it. But could we do like a little podcast summit where we get like me, you, uh, Cox, Concrete Willie? Who else? Now, who else are some of the local guys that have done well on your podcast world? Some of the local guys who that, have done you know, well like in the that, you, that you could world. get, that you could probably get, we could you know corral in and get them, get them in. Mm, you mean like local YouTube guys? No, well, no, just like local guests that you would have back. And what we about could, that chick you were talking about? Yeah, she isn't she isn't from she Chica- local? She's oh, from Jessica Chicago. Kent. You're talking about? I think she lives in California. Oh. You know, as Matt told me that she because she she was on Matt's podcast, and Matt has like all those paintings on his wall in his podcast room, and he has a bunch of paintings of Donald Trump. And he said that when she went in there, she made him take the paintings down before they did the podcast. Why? Because like, she guess she hates Donald Trump that much. Oh well, fuck her. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was kind of silly, but that girl, I don't know. I don't think. Why she... would, I mean, I don't think that bitch has a right to really hate anybody. <laughs> what did she do again? Oh, she, she was a, she stealing money or what was she, what, what was her deal? 
By the way, um, Danny Jones, my guest, and Danny has a huge podcast that's based out of this area. And I did it about, what, about two weeks ago? Two about, f- about, yeah, two weeks ago, yep. And I did his, I did his podcast, and I just, I wouldn't say I fell in love with the guy, but I'm, cause I'm not, you know, I'm not gay for him. I'm, maybe I would, I mean, if, maybe. If, if it was the only option, him and I were on an island, I might go gay for him. <laughs> nice. I mean, what else is there to do, right? Right. But he's really, uh, uh, he's, he's a great podcaster. He's very big in this space. Uh, I loved having him. I think I've uh, developed a friendship, and he's going to help me with some guests, uh, or he, he said at least going to try. And, uh, <clears throat> and so we have him in the studio. So as he had me on his show, I'm having him on my show. That's kind of like how the podcasting world kind of works, doesn't it, Danny? Like, yeah. It's like the friend kind of deal where you're helping a friend out, right? Exactly. Exactly. That's and, exactly how it works. And in and, 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 and the podcasting world, I'm like a little, you know, fucking fledgling, you know, jobber. Can you, and you're like the heavyweight champion. You know, I'm like uh, the Brooklyn Brawler, and you're like Hogan when he was with NWO. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just trying to get. It. I will tell you this: after I did your uh, your concrete podcast, uh, we gained like six or seven hundred subscribers. Oh, really? On our YouTube channel, just like that. That's great. Just from your rub. Yeah. So, so thank you for that. You would uh, you would do a great job in that format. It's uh, for you. It's just changing the whole format. You're used to like this whole radio, this big giant fucking Pro- yeah, this thing, big, production you right, got going big on. Wizard here. of Oz, big fucking deal. You can't see. Uh, also, over the years, Danny, I've made it so you can't see me. Yeah. See, like that's weird. <clears throat> yeah. For me, at least. I know. It's, I love it. It's fucking weird, but it's it's so weird that it doesn't work. In, in podcasting, no, it doesn't. Like, I, I feel like super uncomfortable right now that I'm watching you delayed on a screen. I know. I can't, like, I can always pop up and go, "Hey, Daddy, how are you, motherfucker?" You know. But it's it's kind of a it's kind of an interesting dichotomy. Would that be dichotomy? An interesting dichotomy of you being able to stand up and say hi, but yet I sit back down on a Wizard of Oz and I use that word correctly. Yes, yes, you could use it that way. Yeah, you're you're hidden back there like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, you never look him in the eyes. But Danny's going to help. Danny's going to help me. You know, maybe turn like Blitz and I talked about turning that that back area into like just a one-on-one kind of podcast deal. After I came to my senses. Even if you just sat and did rants with just the camera on you, that would be fucking hilarious. Really? I think people would love that. Yeah, you got the charisma, you got the character, you got you got everything. Now, did I do okay on your podcast? And please yes. be honest. Yes, you did. Read the comments. The comments are honestly always 90% just shitting on me or the guests or both of us or telling me how much of an hey, idiot I am. They, you finally right, but... got a guy that they hate more than you. Yeah, <laughs> they love you. They fucking love you. They were if you read, go read them. There's like maybe less than one percent that actually didn't enjoy it. They're all talking about how great it was and well, I was how look- awesome you are. I was looking at your numbers, and so like I've been out now for two weeks. By the way, go to con. If you're on YouTube, just search K O N C R E T E concrete spelled with a K. And Danny's is the first one that comes up. Subscribe, like, join it all, get a notification. He, I think you release your new ones every Monday? Yes, every Monday. Every Monday. Yeah. Do you already got one in the hopper for Monday, or you have to tape it yet? Yeah, no, we have one for next Monday, yeah. Well, what is it? Can you tell us? Yeah, it's a guy. Um, his name is Forgiato. Yeah, actually, you should get him on here. He'd be hilarious. His name's Forgiato Blow. He's a rapper. He calls himself a MAGA rapper, a Make America Great Again rapper, where all he talks about is Donald Trump and how much he loves Donald Trump. Could and I, he has a Rolls Royce wrapped in Trump. Now, could I offer you, Danny, like after you get with, with like, hey, 
if you'd ever want to do like like can you can I start being like your under like your like your apprentice kind of deal where like if you get a good guy like that would be good on my show yeah that you suggest him to me yeah for absolutely. real absolutely one hundred percent yeah remember that was the guy that was going to do the big float party out in the, the Gulf and they stopped him or whatever oh really yep. yeah yeah. And he's mm. big MAGA, and he's he full blown fucking off the chain with what's happened. Uh, oh yeah, he's totally. He's got a giant tattoo of Trump on his on his thigh, and uh, he's got a big lifted truck covered in Trump, and he's got a Rolls Royce covered in Trump, and he just like goes around doing that. Apparently, it's a huge niche right now in hip hop, where there's like is there's Trump. A, is tr- yeah, all they do is they rap about Trump, and like every topic that comes up that's like a a hot button for Trump people or anti-Trump people, he makes a song like, about yeah, it. Like, yeah, motherfucking gas prices going through the roof. <laughs> yeah. Motherfucker Trump would have him down. Yeah, boy. Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly like, like that. Yeah, if you look him up, he just basically has a... Motherfucking has, immigration's going through the fucking... Yeah, boy. Trump like, would fucking send them all back. Yeah, boy. He's wild. His, uh, his grandfather's the guy who started Auto Trader. Oh. Pat Paxson? Pat, was it Pat Paxson? I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I can't uh, remember the name off the top of my head. Anyway, he's loaded, is he not? I mean, is he loaded in life? He or? claims he's not. He claims he hasn't gotten any money from his family. Really? Um, but he said both of his I think he said his mom or his dad were alcoholics. And Now, what about you? Nobody's ever interviewed you, Danny Jones. Yeah, what, they have. Well, let me, let, let me. Let me then. Okay. You grew up here. Did you grow up here? I did grow up here. And went to what high school? Seminole High School. Seminole High School, mm-hmm. which is over by Mako's. When I used to do Mako Seminole Live. I oh, think. yeah. Yeah. When I was with the Power Pick. Yep. And when did you go? When did you, what year did you graduate high school? Graduated high school in 2006. All right. So you were in high school and I was in 98 Rock, kind of ish. Yep. Yep. That's when I was in doing mornings on 98 Rock. Exactly. And then right out of high school, what does Danny Jones do? Right out of high school, I'm working construction for a, a friend of mine's construction co- or it's a, actually a, it's a giant commercial painting company. I think it's one of the biggest painting companies in Florida. Now, now. were you a painter? I was a painter. I was riding in the back of a paint van with a bunch of Mexicans down to Sarasota or uh, so you, Tampa, were, you were like, like a Munion commercial painting. painter yeah, kind of deal. Yeah, Munion painting. I went to school with them. Did you, Daniel and Yep, Daniel <coughs> and David Morris. Well, I mean, did you beat them up? No, they're friends. I was friends with them. Shout out to Daniel. He's awesome. Yeah, he, Daniel's uh, cool. Were they rich as fuck? Yeah, yeah. they're rich as fuck. They're, they, 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 they're, they're the most badass painting company in Florida. Yeah. So you go work for Munions uh, uh, Painting, right? Yep. And you're like a guy. And you're not painting grandma's house. You're painting like full-blown office buildings and schools and stuff like that probably, right? Yeah, we painted those. Uh, yeah, we painted all like the giant condos on, on the beaches spray, all and spray, Tampa. Spray or was it sometime hand painting? Spray and the hand painting. I was like 17 years old driving these. 80 foot that's when i used to be an outdoor cat i was like 17 years old driving around 80 foot boom lifts with my with my buddies and we were just like driving around this construction site 80 feet in the air hot were you spraying. high no we weren't high mm. um it would have been so much cooler if you'd been high though it, don't yeah, you think that would have been way cooler right uh and then we're spraying and just rolling and and uh now, are you making good money back then this is a little Danny Jones, motherfucking commercial painter. I guess, yeah. I guess for, for a seventeen-year-old living at home still, yep, <laughs> right? Yep, yep. Now in high school, were you like a computer guy, soccer guy, basketball guy, weightlifting guy? No, in high school, I actually skipped probably most of most of my high school. I didn't really. I skipped probably at least two days a week, and I was just all all I cared about in high school was surfing. All I would do is just you know find. Where's there to surf in Florida? Mostly on the East Coast, like yeah. Daytona Beach. That's why you had to. Miss multiple days because you know you just can't make a weekend trip. Yeah, no, yeah, we would just take we would take day trips over there pretty much whenever whenever there was and there was just like hanging ten right. 
Just just over there, just fucking around, just doing enough school to get by, right? Yeah, yeah, just barely getting by. You no, know, your I, parents I feel- like, God damn it, Danny, you fuck up. You know, all you want to do is you're missing school. We're getting your report card. What the fuck? Or were they yeah. just the cools too? Were they cool? No, they 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 got they didn't like the fact that I was getting bad grades and fucking off and leaving, skipping school and getting in trouble and surfing right. all the time. And I was I was just a you know an brainless idiot back then. I didn't. know So anything. you graduate high school, then what, Danny Jones? Graduated high school, worked for uh, the painting company. Um, I st- then I started working for another local company around here. Uh, that's a. Uh, this is probably when I was nineteen. Probably working for this company called Dupont Registry with my my buddy Stephen, and uh, we started. I know doing- working for um oh god uh, Chapman. Yep, Steve yep. Chapman. <clears throat> yeah, I was working for Steve and his son, and uh, we did a lot of like the. I kind of like headed up the whole video department at that place, making YouTube videos of crazy cars that would come through. Um, and then from there, uh, our buddy Frank hooked me up with uh, a producer in Miami, and I got a job working on that Dolphin Tail movie. Oh, that really? That was Clearwater, yeah. So I filmed that Dolphin so Tail movie. Now, was that kind of your very first, you know, dabbling? Because I know that you've made some documentaries. Uh, I think Deckhand is one of the ones that is, is on your on your concrete Deckhands. deal. Deckhands. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but it was the Dolphin Tale. Was that your first splash in that world? Kind that of was deal? like my film school. Yeah, because I, I couldn't get into film school. I tried to get into film school and I got denied, even though I got a letter of recommendation from like one of the most successful alumni of the UCF film school, which is one of the top film schools in the country. Um, the guy who wrote me a recommendation is the guy who actually made the Blair Witch Project. Which is one of the most profitable and films that could, of all they knew time. You were, they, they knew you were such a fuck up that that even guy couldn't even get you in. No, he couldn't even get me in. Man, they said you're fucked, buddy. You're fucked, buddy. You're stick fucked, with pal. Winter, okay, buddy. Yep, stick with <laughs> exactly. Stick with Winter. What's best yep. it gets for you, kid? Yep. I so, went the, with so then what happens? So obviously you're probably great friends. We talked about it earlier with Frank Chevis because he yeah. was he was uh, had a lot to do with that marina as well. I think does he not? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he still does. I think he's but, on the board or something like that. Yeah, yeah. he is. He's exactly. the fucking. He's basically the pimp of all Pinellas County. He really is. Yeah, I mean, the pimp. that's a perfect way to put it. The pimp of Pinellas County. Pinellas County. There's, I mean, if, if I, I ever have him on the podcast, that's going to be the title of the video. You, you need to have him because that's an inter- <laughs> He has some interesting stories. He'll tell you stories. Listen to this story he told me one time. Uh, the island that I used to live uh, in Tierra Verde, Bayway Isles. I used to live on that island. And that was back in the 60s and 70s. I think, Blitz, you'll verify, it was like a bird sanctuary. Yeah, Bayway Isles 2. Yeah, Bayway Isles 2. And there was no houses out there. And it was it was like a big, it was a big bird sanctuary. Well, that's where all the Miami cocaine runners and weed runners would, that particular little island is where they would dump off all their stuff. And then the, guy, the guys in the boats would come and just pull right up there and get it. But Bayway 2 Blitz originally Started out as where they dumped all the cocaine and weed back nice. in the eighties. I can see that. And Frank, wow. uh, Frankie, Frank knew of some of those boys back in the day, running wow. that kind of deal. All right, so you do the Winter's Tale, flim flamming around, wanting to be a filmmaker, can't get into film school. Then what? Yep. And then uh, actually, I think before that, I started doing. Uh, I started getting recruited to go film on TV projects. Like I remember early on, I had to tell Munyan that I couldn't come to work for like a week because I got invited to actually film a like an ESPN bill fishing tournament in Puerto Rico. So it was like where they would catch blue marlin on these big multi-million dollar yachts. And I was just like this little kid with this underwater housing. Because I, I used my little underwater housing to film surfing all the time. Right. With a couple of uh, local guys who grew up in Indian Rocks Beach. 
And um, so I had this underwater housing. So I was known for like being really good at under at like swimming with a video camera and getting cool like underwater. You were stuff. Johnny underwater shot. I guy. was Johnny <laughs> underwater Johnny, shot guy. Exactly, Johnny underwater. If you shot need an guy. underwater shot. There's this little son of a bitch over in Seminole yep. that can do it. <laughs> exactly. That's now, exactly. If you can what get him off his fucking uh, paint job, he yep. might be able to come help you. Basically, you nailed it. But you he's making it. about twelve bucks a day over there, so anything over twenty five, <laughs> and he's fucking straight. He just can't huff paint that day. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's a, you nailed it. All right. So you so, get, so you get to Johnny underwater shot guy. Yeah, and then I would go to Puerto Rico and do film that stuff, and like they'd catch these marlin, giant blue marlin, and I'd jump off the side of the boat when they were pulling the marlin up, and the sharks would eat them, and it was crazy. And, and you were this skinny little surfer kid. Yeah, I was just a like Spicoli looking kid. No and, disrespect to your wife. Uh, I don't know how long you've been with her, but were you just getting all the ass back then? Because underwater shot guy probably is getting all the ass. <laughs> oh no, definitely not. Okay, sorry. Under, underwater shot guy doesn't get the ass. Okay, yeah, he does. He watches him get the ass. <laughs> Yeah, he, films he, it gets, underwater. he, he underwater. gets the, the shot giant. of the guy yeah. getting the ass yeah. underwater. Yeah, no, the 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 old dudes that own the yachts are the ones that get all the yeah. ass. Right, the yacht mean. owners, yeah, yeah. the but oligarchs. That, but, but when grandpas go to bed, man, those yeah. those little pay per view horrors, they they like Johnny Underwater <laughs> Shot Guy, little cutie. You know what I'm saying? All right, so we'll move we'll move along. I can see that makes you uncomfortable. So so Johnny Underwater Shot Guy probably getting all the hot ass, but we're not talking about it. And then <laughs> then what happens? Uh, st- same stuff. I started getting more jobs like shooting on TV shows. That was like in the rise of the of the uh, reality TV days right. with like Pawn Stars and and all of that crap. And and um, eventually I got transitioned from that transition for, out of that and started like actually producing my own TV pilots for various shows and pitching those to all the networks and for do, real running through that whole circus. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's a fucking circus, is it not? Oh, it's such a fucking circus. I'm going it's such through a that whole show. documentary circus right now, and it's yeah. like, I know a guy who knows a guy who's the fucking head of Netflix and says, right. uh, you know, it's kind of good, but fuck. You right. know, it's like, whatever. Yeah, and we, I, I probably was a part of, like, I probably, like, headed up three big productions that were show concepts that we developed pilots for and shopped around basically all the networks. We ended up getting, I ended up getting one show greenlit by Spike, and then it was killed at the green light meeting by the CEO of Viacom. And at that point, I was just kind of over the whole circus, the whole show. And I was just like, fuck this. I'm going to start taking every everything that I think is cool. I'm just going to re-edit it and publish it on YouTube and see what happens. Right. And that's how the whole YouTube thing eventually took off. Just from you basically saying, fuck it, I can't deal with this corporate, you know, green light. Oh, we're going to yes. do it. But oh, listen, I've been, listen to this. I had a project one time knowing how disappointing this is. I went in 2010 up to the Tribune Company at that time that owned Channel, you know, Ch- Channel 9, Channel 9, WG in America. Chicago. Chicago. Um, and um, it was it was WGN, WGN Chicago. And it, it was some of, and it was a subsidiary of one of these huge syndicate. It syndicated the Jerry Springer show. Uh, and, it, you know, the, 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 the company needed a new show because Terra Banks was leaving. And they needed a new 3 p.m. show. Now, the way this on the WB network, and the way this works is, is a lot of these shows will just rent, go with a network and they just rent the time, broker the time. Well, 3 p.m. nationwide, uh, Monday through Friday, costs $6 million. And so the syndicated company uh, was going to do the Bubba Clem show, and it was like Springer on steroids. So I went up to Chicago and I shot five pilots. One was like uh, these guys that were dressed up as women, uh, kind of way ahead of the trans game. <clears throat> and then one was these strippers that lived in a small town. 
and the strip joint that we, they they worked at used to be a schoolhouse, and this real smart businessman turned the schoolhouse into a strip joint, and the townspeople were mad that their schoolhouse is now where all these whores are hanging out with, and the whores were there, and the townspeople were there. It's a big fucking shitstorm, and they test piloted the Bubba Clem show, and it went through the roof, and so they greenlit it for you know for syndication. So they send me fifty thousand dollars cash as a signing bonus. And then, and then I'm, you know, it's all contingent upon the head of the syndication flying to, to L.A. and getting with uh, WB and giving them the $6 million check for that year's worth of, you know, that slot, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern on, you know, the WB network. And it, it's done. The show's greenlit by Tribune. The president signs off on it. Sean Compton flies to L.A. He's got the $6 million check to give to WB. The Bubba Clem show is going to start in September. Well, the president of Tribune got caught up into some bullshit and resigned uh, out of nowhere. And Sean Compton was at the desk of the pre- of the WB network, ready to, over- to hand over this check. And some secretary stepped in and said, you, uh, you need to take this phone call to the guy at the WB network and said uh, the president of the Tribune company just stepped down. They don't know who the new president's going to be, and we cannot. This show is going to have a certain amount of backflack. You're going to, this show is going to be controversial. So we need the president of the Tribune to be behind this program. And they squashed it at the signing table. I got squashed, Danny, at the fucking signing table. That's how far I made it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's just goes to show you that's why that whole industry is just And that's going probably out. what happened to you, too, is green lit. We're going to do it. We're going to do it, right? Did you have a budget, the whole fucking nine yards? And then what? In the 11th hour, right before you start it, they tell you no. Yeah, exactly. At the very end. And then the, the, the fucking shadiness of just the industry and the people at those production companies, especially those television production companies, it's just such a fucking weird business and, and they model. Don't, and, a, and a lot of times they don't even really know what the fuck they're talking about. But they think they do because they're in a high-ranking job somehow, way, shape, or form, and they think that they fucking know what they're talking about, but they don't. They don't really know what America wants. They don't really know how the average person consumes. They're just either in cover-their-ass mode or everything's no mode. Right. Unless you know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that fucked Ray J's sister that knows somebody. <laughs> right, right, right. And it's about just, like, gobbling up the rights to every interesting thing they can possibly find and keeping it on a, on a shelf until there's an opportunity to maybe sell it to a network. Right. It's all big broker game. It is, is. Isn't it? It is. It's a big it's a big fucking they're they're swindlers. And they're, I'm playing that game right now with this documentary that I'm doing. I'm playing that game. And it's just like, you know, well, uh we, we and that I showed you that little sizzle that I had. Yes. And we've been sending that around a little bit. Amazing. And, and we're getting like, uh, you know, um uh, not not female enough. You know, I want my wife to be able to watch it. Well, I'm like, motherfucker, you know, uh, you can't have the best of both worlds. You can't have, I think either you're targeting men or you're targeting women. Uh, right? In, in, in the documentary world, so to speak. Not, yeah, not that's a, a not, yeah. You know, that's a slippery slope. That's a it is a slippery slope, but it's a weird thing when you're just basically trying to re-edit something you're making just to fit a certain demographic. Right. Like who you're fucking thinking about it backwards. Right. They're trying to reverse engineer exactly. your shit. Which is which is the problem with the whole thing, and it's just, which is why I don't fuck with it, fuck around with yeah, it anymore. But I got to think now, by the way, Danny Jones uh, from the Concrete Podcast, just anywhere you get your podcasting 
or better yet, go to his YouTube channel. It's concrete spelled with a K. Uh, Anna's a huge fan. I am. And we're going to get into we're going to get into the podcast itself. But I wanted to establish, you know, a little bit of Danny Jones prior to how did Danny Jones get to where he is today. So then after that, you had something I think you said on Spike that was greenlit that yeah. got last minute canceled. So you're like, fuck it. I'm yeah. just going to start doing some of this shit. You know, I'm underwater shot guy. I'm a surfer. I'm a painter. You know, whatever. So at that point, you then I think was Deckhands your very first uh, your very first thing that you did. Deckhands was the second thing. The first thing I did was like a local real estate thing with this local real estate dude, following him around, doing like uh, like comedy, like comedy slash uh, like real true business type stuff. Where this guy's just walk, you know, walking around town trying to buy and sell hotels. That, right. that took off big time. That did, but was it because of you, or was it because it was? I mean, was it was it him and you, or was it more him centric? It was it was both. Okay, for sure. All right, definitely both. So then you then after that you said, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and try to spin this off on my own deal. No, well, in the middle of that, I was still doing other stuff. Like I was still, you know, I started the podcast probably like towards the like halfway through that whole thing. Started- and what, what years we talking here? Like when you first started with Ben, what was like? What was your very first year where you're going to say, "We're going to have a YouTube channel and and I'm going to follow you around, you know, buying and selling cars." And it was after like we that. quit the after I we threw the I, you know I, we quit on the whole TV network deal, which was probably 2015. Okay, um, and then that you know that peaked that whole thing kind of like took off and peaked on the internet around 2017, 2018, uh, and in the middle of that is when I did Deckhands. And Deckhands was, like, I, I was doing a lot of things at the same time, a lot of different projects at the same time. And Deckhands was just like, you know, I grew up right five minutes away from Madeira Beach, Florida. And we would drive by this local fish house Which almost one? every day. And people Which don't one? even realize that the, the, uh, the, the, oh. the lifestyle of a real commercial fisherman, like, that's a whole fucked up carny deal in itself, is it not? Yeah, that's what deck, that's bananas. what the deckhands about, right? For the most part, it was just the Hollywood Kim one. Yeah, that's one of them. One of the four. Hollywood I think. Kim is the uh, Hollywood Kim is the fourth one, mm. and basically all it is is base. It's it's four different character studies, if you will, of these fucked up human beings that live on Madeira Beach that are that, drunks. that are yeah they're Commercial drunks, they're alcoholics. They're I mean they're my they're, dad my dad opened up two bars right by each fishing the fish busters and that Savon, but it used to be some Mad Beach Fish or something like my, that. Yeah Mad Beach Fish House. Your yeah. dad used to own that Lemmy? Uh he owned the he owned the two bars. I grew up in Madeira Beach and all the boats would come in uh like Monday, unload, get paid, go to the bar, and then they'd be there for three, four straight days, be out of money and go right back on the boat. Yep, that's exactly. That's how they exactly do. how my my yeah my dad made a ton that's, of money on that. That's exactly how probably eighty five percent of the fish that you eat in Pinellas County is harvested, right? Well, probably eighty five percent, definitely a majority of the grouper in the country yeah. or the world. Because I know Madeira Beach is like the grouper capital of the world. Yeah, There's more right. grouper caught there than anywhere else yeah, in the world. And, 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 and Danny, have you found out like if these guys they actually make pretty good money. They make but, thousands of dollars, but they make probably they, like five, ten grand. And per if they trip. weren't so fucking degenerate and had so many vices, and they just went home to normal America, they would fucking be killing it. Oh yeah, right? Because they make pretty damn good money. They make really good fucking. And money. And it's a fucking really hazardous, you know, scary, hard working job, right? They're out at sea for what four days, three days? They're no. Usually, no, they're usually out there for longer than yeah, that. Yeah, it's usually like two weeks. 
Because yeah. my dad bought a couple boats, and he would hire the staff, and they would always be flipping over. Because you go stay underneath the boat in these bunk beds, and it's absolutely miserable. Now, because you and, go out and, to the middle grounds, and you're subjected yeah. to weather, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it's not always just calm out there, right? I mean, it, it's it's treacherous sometimes. Yeah, and, it's it's rough out there. They're definitely out there for two weeks, and they and the problem is when they go out there for two weeks, they they are going to run out of drugs. So they do what they call what's called sehab. So they rehab out at sea. And by the time they but before they get back, all they're doing That's is, how they clean themselves up is yeah. they sehab. Yeah. Yeah. There was one guy, there was one guy who him, his wife, his kid, his whole entire family were all addi- heroin junkies. They were shooting up heroin every single day. And they're like And okay. the captain wouldn't put up with it when they go on the boat, when they go out fishing. So they have to they go out fishing and they fucking detox for two weeks straight and then they come back and that's the first thing they're doing with their money. You know, it's a it's a never ending cycle either. Yeah. And the captains have so much problems with finding good uh, deckhands. Like you out just there. can't find a couple clean cut kids, you know, they want to go out there for two weeks and fish and not be complete degenerate fuck ups on you know when they get back, right? You can only probably attract degenerate fuck ups to begin with. Yeah, well, you got to think right. about Bob. You're going two weeks out, and all you're looking at is the water around you, and you're living in the like these horrible, now, do horrible they ever conditions. Have they ever send chicks out there to fuck? Like, are there girls? I mean, like Danny, how does that go? That world? No, they, there's a few. Actually, there's a few female captains and a few female deckhands, but uh, they're, are, they, are they getting hammered? I mean, they're they, rugged. They're oh, dust. They're they're rugged. They don't time. fuck around. They don't, they don't fuck around. If anything, they fuck the dudes. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah, like Hollywood Kim. She was fucking. She was a crazy. I, I saw the first episode. Yeah. Uh, and I need to, which one's Kim on the fourth? Kim's on the last one. The first one is Shane Lee, he, and he's just a guy we walked up to. He's, motherfuck- he's Johnny Motherfucker, right? Oh, Remember yeah. I'm Motherfucker this and I'm oh, Motherfucker yeah. that? And oh, that. Yeah. oh, yeah. He, uh, he's a crazy motherfucker. We met him at a 7-Eleven on Madeira Beach, and he just, and that's where it all started. We just didn't know. We just saw this guy wearing fairy wings, and he had a fucking giant 666 tattoo on his back. And he took us to his boat with all these laser laser lights and a giant stereo system, a fog machine, <laughs> blasting I, Rob Zombie. I remember it. Yeah. I remember that part, right? And and then he kind of started kind of like walked you through the whole life of a commercial fisherman, right? Yeah. Yeah. He walked us through. I mean, he was just a fucking a wild character. Now, they're tough, though, too, right? Like, they're grizzled. They're rugged. Like, you wouldn't want to fuck with one of these guys. Right? I mean, they're out at sea surviving. Yeah. Like, you know, us indoor cats with AC and our fucking cable, right? I mean, our, our internet, these guys are rugged. Yeah, no, they're they're fucking worn and torn. And all, each every single one of them has probably has skin cancer. Their skin is just like this leather, uh. this old leather falling off their bones. One guy, yeah, there's one guy, Space, he was telling us a story about how he got a, uh, a nine-aught hook through his dick. When they were uh, when they were long lining, really? Offshore. Yeah, and, you're uh, like, man, stop the line, my dick's on it. Yeah, yeah. He said they thought he thought he was, they they had to uh, like rush him to shore because they thought he, he thought he was going to lose his dick. Oh my but that's God. how fucked Jesus up it is. It's, it's brutal out now, there. Do they ever come in for emergencies like that? You yeah. know, like, but that probably fucks up the deal, then, doesn't it? Oh yeah, it I fucks mean, up they, everything. You know, they probably strategically and you know monetarily, money wise, as far as fuel and things like that, have it all. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, food and fuel and supplies right down to they got it dialed into what they need. Probably. Yeah, everything has to go perfect for them to make money and for them to be profitable. But a lot of times, there's so many boats out there. What they can do is they can radio another boat that's like going home in the next. 24 hours and they'll like meet up with them and then you know have one guy jump jump ship and go home with the boat that's already on its way home oh really yeah but so they're even uh, the people that are fishing against them kind of have to end up being being their buddies 
so to speak. Yeah. Right? I mean, because yeah. I mean, they're all out it's there not, probably in general proximity of each other, right? Yes, they are for sure. I don't think it's like that much of a rivalry. I don't think they're really competing like that. No. <laughs> it's more of a survival deal, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Than, than it is a rivalry. Well, plus yes. you got quotas too, so each boat only has a certain amount, so they're going to hook it up because once they get back, they're all going to party anyhow. Well, plus they know, they probably know whether they caught enough to make money, right? They probably know. Like the, Danny Price, some of the captains probably are tutting back in knowing I just lost my ass, mm. you know, with a, if you cut fuel. And I didn't, I mean, there's probably not every one of their halls are good halls, right? Right. No, definitely not. Um, but, you know, it, the, the biggest thing they have to contend with is all the federal regulations. That's the thing that the most people were complaining about that we learned about during that documentary, which is super confusing. The whole IFQ system, which is the quota. Yeah, the quota is it, – it, it ruined domestic fish. So, like – so, you don't know – well, because it's been overfished, right? I mean, have – I mean mm. – Yeah, like environmentalists will, will lobby against the, with the federal government, and they what they did was – I forget the year, but they basically enacted this quota system where certain people that have been fishing, certain captains who have been fishing for a certain amount of time got allotted a certain amount of pounds per year. And basically what that is, is like, it's the government's best, reti- that's the best retirement plan known to man. So if you're a guy who's been fishing since the 80s and they take the, for 10 years, they say they average all the fish that you caught during over that 10 year period. And they say it's 10,000 pounds per year. Well, the government's going to allot you 10,000 pounds of quota per year. And now the way that rule works is you don't have to physically go out in a boat and catch 10,000 pounds with you and your crew. You can lease that quota mm-hmm. out to other boats and charge a tax on top of that. That's what uh, Save on uh, Gibby does. Right. Wow. He's, he's been doing it for so long that so he just started they, buying quotas. Is that what they... When, it's like stock. Yeah, so it's like a liquor license where they only issue so many of those, right? Right. And like, you know, like it, you only get so many fishing quotas, licenses, whatever, and so they become valuable if right. you want if you want to fit and so they sell them right so, so now I mean, there's a guy no they don't sell fish. them normally they or, lease them they, they lease, lease them, them. Right. right they hold on to them there's guys who there's guys on fucking wall street who own tons of this quota they bought it in the beginning and they just lease it out to these people that are living down here and that is one of the arguments to why this whole industry is fucked down here it's not like that in the northeast like in up in uh like connecticut area and and maryland all leave those. it to us to fucking shady it up yeah right where a yeah. guy can't even really go out and own his own boat without having a fucking fishing license lease deal from some fucking pencil neck motherfucker who works at Raymond James in New York, right? Right. Yeah. The argument against it is a lot of the people up north will say that it's better for the it's better for the environment, it's better for the economy, and it's better for the workers and the fishermen themselves when you're the guy when the guy on the boat, the owner of the of the IFQ has to be the one catching the fish, driving the boat. It can't just be a guy, you know, sitting in a fucking high rise on Wall Street. Which that's what it ends up being, though. That's uh, a lot of the times that's what it ends up being. But then there's also a lot of, you know, there's a lot of guys like Frank who own a ton of IFQ and they have, you know, he runs a huge business and he has a lot of captains working for him and he runs a lot of restaurants. Frank's can't, probably Frank the, can't be on these boats by himself. I mean, Frank's he's probably have the way that it. it was designed to work the right way, the right. way Frank does it. Right, yeah. Frank definitely, I mean... It, Look at a guy like Frank and how long he's been doing it, and you know he, he's lived in this town his whole life. He's he takes care of everybody. And he's the he's the pimp of Pinellas County. He is, he is. He's basically if there was a mayor of the entire county, he it's would Frank. be it. He would be it. Yeah, and and he takes care of his people, and he you know he's got a whole fleet of boats that he has, and you know salt the, shaker, right? Yeah, exactly. So Anna, I know that you've you've become a fan mm-hmm. uh, of, or I mean, you follow the Concrete Podcast series. Yeah. 
um, I wanted to, I wanted to get you involved with Danny on some of the guests that he's had and his take on some of these guests and maybe which ones we should pick off maybe or try to pick off. Well, I don't know if my interests align with, you know, everybody, you know, in this room or people that are listening, but I'm, I'm a big fan of like secret society stuff. Like I love secrets. So Mm. I like all the CIA stuff that Mm. you do. Um, I've seen, yeah, I, uh, I know you had Andrew Bustamante, right. Mm. And his wife, Jihee. Yeah. Um, who was a little bit, you know, less compelling than Andrew, but I, I've seen Andrew on a few different forums, but I really liked him having, uh, seeing him on yours followed by another CIA or ex CIA operative who kind of had a completely different take. Yeah, the guy I released John Karaku. Karaku, yeah. Karaku, yeah. So I was listening to Karaku yesterday, and basically similar positions. Both I think were in espionage, were spies, right? Yeah. And one of them, the Andrew, seems to be more on the side of it's for your own good and willing to forgo a lot of civil civil liberties, whereas John thought the exact opposite. Right. So I thought that 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 was interesting. But you know, if I if I wasn't working in radio, I feel like I would I would try to get into the CIA or something. I, I find myself obsessed with it. Yeah, I like secret society stuff. It's very interesting. It's very <laughs> yeah, interesting. I like intelligence but stuff. The, so. diff- the main difference between John Cariaco and Andrew Bustamante is Andrew Bustamante is a retired CIA officer who is still on good terms with the CIA. He didn't go to prison. He didn't go to prison. <laughs> Everything he does is right. cleared by his, in a chain of command. Still. Still to this day. Uh-huh. Like he still can't talk about things. If he wants to go and do something, he has to get it cleared by the CIA. Right. John Cariaco got sent to prison and the CIA dismantled his entire life Mm -hmm. so he has a like a completely polar opposite opinion of of, everything in the government trying to do the right thing and getting fucked for it yeah well one guy's doing it the right way and one guy got fucked on the deal right right Right. now which one's this guy right here that's the one i watched yesterday that's the one you watched yesterday right yeah so Mm -hmm. i i released him in a three-part series yeah one two three Oh, okay. That, he, yes, boy, he was that. He's that fucking special. I only got a two-parter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I just, I just actually started doing the three-part thing. This is the first time I've ever done it. I, I mean, he helped catch like the number three guy in Al Qaeda. Like, yeah, now, is this the guy here? And then they sent him to prison. <laughs> this is the guy they've made an example out of. This the latest one that you released on Monday, right? Yes, correct. That's Karaoke. Karaoke, yeah, Karaoke. <clears throat> this is Karaoke. He's kimchi. Yeah. Now, is he local? He uh, no, he lives in the D.C. area. Really? You know what's crazy about him? He works. He's got a contract. He's a radio guy for Russia's main national radio station. What? Yeah, it's called uh, Sputnik. Right. Yes. So he is. He is has a contract with Sputnik, which is their national radio platform, where he has a daily radio show that he broadcasts to the Russians, which is fucking wild. Now, but as an American. Yeah, as an American, they and, and they, they don't. He said that they don't censor him one bit. Like, could he say, uh, "Hey, this is John Sputnik"? Well, and, they probably uh, don't want to be shitting on the U.S. government, <laughs> right? Well, he doesn't only shit on the U.S. government. He said he also shits on the, the on Russian. Putin? He shits on Putin a lot. And they, I mean, is he allowed to say, "Man, uh, that fucking Putin is insane"? Yeah, he says he does it, and he says they they never censor him. Mm-hmm. He says he's been he's been censored on he's been banned on every on thing on YouTube. He's been banned on Spotify. Been banned on Apple. All the main. Uh, Platform. st- streaming platforms in the USA he's been banned on. For what? For just being anti-CIA or just giving being, you... Yeah, for being anti-CIA. Well, he was a whistleblower. Yeah, and being anti-CIA and talking uh, and doing his Russian show. Now, does it scare you when you have a guy that's been canceled that much as a guest? Yeah, absolutely. 
That's why. So his, I, I uploaded him in, originally as one long three-hour podcast, right? And YouTube demonetized it, and it was all just based on nothing other than his opinion, right? I don't know I mean, if it was. I mean, it's hard to really tell. You know, there's there's two camps. There's people that think that the CIA runs YouTube, but there's probably really only like just like this. There's like this algorithm that scrapes every video, and if in the first minute some one word is said, it triggers something that demonetizes it. Now, how many tricks? of the de- of the monetization game have you learned you know like it's you know we're obviously babies in this whole youtube world compared to you but like like is 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 that a trick that you just taught me in the fact that you if you keep it extra clean for the first minute that you might have a better chance like, yeah i don't like i don't what are some of the tricks that's definitely one of them um some of the tricks are you don't want to be too outlandish with your titles or your thumbnails because it'll get you right. demonetized right um Obviously, you know, don't do like the main, don't break any of the main rules, like doxing people sure, or anything right, like that. Right. Um, but, but I mean, even, but even content that is just a person's opinion or perhaps a person's real life experience, not showing gore, not, you know, messing with anybody's copyright or any role, just a person's real life story and opinion can get you demonetized. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have tons of. I have probably a, a, th- a third of my library is demonetized. Um, and and there's they they really don't give you any rhyme to reason, do they? No, they I mean don't. you don't really know. Particularly, they don't break it down and say, "Well, it was this guy's, you know, uh, a stance on on this and that." They like, just say you violated <laughs> some sort of codes and conditions, or right. yeah, well, you terms know, terms and conditions. It's it's so vague. It's so vague the rules that they use to demonetize your content. It doesn't. And it, let me be clear. It's not like fully demonetizing it. It's called limited. Yeah, we have yeah limited right. ads. Limited. But it basically, you'll make basically make no money, and it throttles it because I think YouTube really only pushes um, the content that's fully monetized because they want to make money too. Yeah, yeah family it, friendly stuff. And, and Blitz isn't it a big algorithm game too as to whether you get a, as a recommended video oh, or yeah. like like Danny, how does that? Do you know how that world works? Because I had one video on Facebook that went viral for real, mm-hmm. and it was just some band from 2017 that I had in the green room that I kicked out because they were late. I'm like, get the hell out of here, <clears throat> and it went fucking viral on Facebook where I was doing like. Five million views every month. This video is making like really like five or six thousand dollars for a couple months. And if you looked at where all the views came on from, on Facebook, yes. And if you look at where all the views came from, it was England, and it was based on, and it wasn't from my followers. Usually, my videos are like ninety-five percent followers, five percent recommendations, right? Something like that. Yeah, this I don't was know. completely flipped. It was recommended. It was recommended as a watch, you know, deal from Facebook. So it was watched on YouTube from. It was the traffic no, it was had coming from with, Facebook. Had nothing to do with YouTube. Had nothing to do with YouTube. Okay, I don't know anything about. I, I'm never on Facebook. Facebook's fucking weird when it comes to the video stuff yep. because I know that they don't even they don't like even if it's like you just scroll past it. I believe they count that as a view. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah. But, but you, I don't know. I don't watch any videos on Facebook, nor do I even ever use Facebook. So I'm not. Yeah, Facebook. Are you're too young for Facebook. It's kind yeah. of an odd world. You're under forty, so nobody wants. You know, you're not. You don't even know. <laughs> I, you probably don't know how. You probably never even heard of Facebook. <laughs> no, I've heard of Facebook. <laughs> it's just the video. The whole video thing with Facebook is that's where you lose. That's where it loses me. Yeah. Now, so do you have when you're at the level of subscribers you are? You know, like, do you have like a rep or somebody that you can talk to? At YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, like for real. You can call your your rep up and be like, we "Hey, a, we I have mean, a Twitch one." Yeah, I have a lady who I talk to. They they give us. A, mm-hmm. I, I have. A, they rotate them out probably once a year. But I have a. La- I always have somebody that I can call and talk to about anything on on YouTube. Like we usually talk once a month about things. Or, what are the what, numbers you have to hit what in order num- to get a rep? What, I don't yeah. think there's any. There, I don't think there's any like specific number you have to hit. I think it's just they reach out to you once they decide that it's you're worthy that of you're working with them. That you're repable, yeah. Blitz, are we reputable yet? Or well, I don't, you know what? I take no, that we're back. about halfway there. We're never reputable. I don't. It's think. usually about hundred thousand. <laughs> is that where it is? Yeah. Now, Danny, do you get spe- Have they given you special awards like these little plaques and shit when you hit play these? buttons? Yeah, they gave me one of those. <laughs> they did. Yeah, they gave me one uh, for hitting a hundred thousand. That's now awesome. What, now, what's your next plateau? Five hundred. I think the at a million, you get another one. Yeah. What do you think? Like do the you, gold play button. Do you ever? Like try to strategize and say, okay, I I gain I tend to gain this many subscribers each month. It'll take this long to get to you know a million. Do you, do you ever do that? No. See, I have way more. I'm way more analytical and nervous than yeah. you are. You know? Yeah, you don't, change, you don't change your content based on views. You just do what you do, and that's it good, gets though. what it gets, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just do what I think is yep. cool or what I think is going to be good. I mean, yeah. that's what's always worked that's for me in the, the past. Brand. Yeah, you know, there's but, a lot but of that's what we do. We just do it week, like you know, like not a lot of people probably think my chicken sandwich deal, but I like doing it, so fuck it. Right. right. Yeah. If you like doing it, then fucking do it. That's and that's how it's worked the best for me in the past. I, I understand that a lot of people like to be super analytical and, and do what works best, and kind of right. like, you know, people fall into like what works they, kind of you know, going back to your surfing roots kind of back to your underwater shot guy i don't give a fuck i'll just do what i want yeah kind right? of yeah kind i mean it's it's i was just talking about this to a guy the other day about uh we were talking about skip bayless he's a yeah. sports commentator guy yeah, yeah. and he's a, he plays this like weird character on his show where he's just like he f- shits on lebron james and glorifies tom brady and michael jordan over everything no matter what the argument is no matter what happens in the news he finds a way to take one side based on who his favorite athletes are and and who the people the athletes that he hates are and he's like beca- he's like tr- morphed himself into this person in real life because it's what worked or what played well for him on radio or in the media like or the in the show. Like the Ned character? Like when we used to have Manson play Ned? Is that what Skip Bayless plays a character? Yeah, well, he, yeah, he, it's like certain stances that he takes on certain topics, they work really well or they've, they've helped him in his career. Right. So he's leaned into that so much that he's lost of who, lost who he really that's, used and to be, and he's become just this fucking clown who plays a character himself. because it, that's the problem it, with a lot of YouTube channels. They start to get big, and then they start to play into what they think is going to make them bigger, and they, they get away from who they really are, and and a lot of times it backfires. Yeah, they get lost in what works or what yep. makes them money or yep. what builds their career, builds their fame, and that's who they become. And eventually, you know, certain. A certain point down the road, you look in the mirror and you're not the same person anymore. Mm-hmm. You become something I think completely you're just different. Just describe my entire life. <laughs> I, know, I was like, <laughs> I, think, I think this is an inter- I think you know. I think you guys brought Danny Jones in for a motherfucking intervention around yeah. here. You became who you thought <laughs> other people wanted you to be. Right. I'm Bob with the Love Sponge, yeah. bitch, but I'm really not. I'm just Todd Clem. <laughs> Can I, I want to ask him a question about like you ge- ask me as questions you want. Okay, on. about like guest harvesting. So like all these people that you have on, a lot of them are you know underground famous or you know people I've never heard of or. Do you, who, how do you get the guests? Do you find these people, seek them out? Do you have a team of people working? Do they reach out to you? Is they, it a combination of everything? Whoa, fuck! Oh, I thought, I thought it was a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
yet. Yeah, we're in that fight. Oh, I took a yeah, I'm careful. like, thanks, Bubba. Really right. put me over. Wow, good job, Anna. Great question. <laughs> Bubba died. That fucking almost took me out. Man. Yeah, you got to be careful with the fresh batch. You got to keep it at least like, a foot away from your I nose. I fucking put it right up to my gorilla goddamn nose. This is what oh. happens. Every time Bubba finds something new, he goes like way all in too oh, quickly. Fuck, mm-hmm. I'm way in this fucking. Microdoses every fucking day. Oh, my God. Anyway, Anna, great question. I, Thank and I, you. And I was talking to Danny, and he does it all himself. For real. Yeah. That's crazy. So, like, I, I don't, you I have must a, hear of them, you know, first or? No, no. So, a, a lot of people do reach out to us every single day. Uh, we get tons of emails every single day. Of people I mean, I got to think, because you guys got some big numbers. And so, we there's have, a lot of people that are coming to you. Right? Yeah, there's a ton of people that come to us every single day. And I do have somebody who sorts through all of the stuff and, like, sends me, like, the stuff that they think will be good. But when it comes to reaching out to people, I'm the one who does it. I do it all by myself. Like usually if I'm like watching a documentary or I see something where I think is interesting, I'll find somebody in that documentary or like the person who made it and I'll reach out to them on my own and set it up by myself. But as far as like the incoming requests, that stuff gets filtered. Sianna, what Danny just said is this. If you would be a little more aggressive on the franchise that you work for, I'm kind of recognized as a big sling and dick, and we could get a whole bunch more people if you just tried a little harder. Uh, no, no, for yeah, real. Yeah, I understand that. I'm just wondering how he, like, how these people come on his radar. Like, if, if they come on your radar or they reach out to you, or maybe listeners go, you know, you who you should have on is this guy because he's really interesting. That's happened a couple times. Like, yeah. like on Twitter or in the comments, I'll see somebody like, they'll. If, whenever I see anybody suggest something online, I always look up who the person is. Right. And there's been a handful of times, two or three times, that I've actually gotten that person on the show, and it's been great. And it's been great. Okay. No, but um, Danny, you think if, 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 um, if Anna used, like, okay, I'm a co-host and a segment producer on the Bubba the Love Sponge show, and we had our little footer, you know, all of our little stats and stuff, and then just on probably the notoriety and the brand, don't you think we should be a, we should be able to get about anybody, don't you think? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, Anna, if you just start. Send them a little you know, PDF with, you know, with Bubba Clem on the front. and Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I but... might fire Anna and hire Danny. Oh, I'm so, <laughs> so, so, so sorry, Anna. Just kidding. Thanks. No, but I'm just, you know, I want to also keep it on on brand with what we do. I, I don't know if it'd be like a complete overlap if we, we could, you know, book all the same guests if, if our audience would be interested in all the same guests. So well, I try I, to just keep that in mind as well. Yeah, but I mean, I think pop culturally, mm-hmm. you could have a certain amount of pop culture guests that would help the terrestrial show. Perhaps. Oh, hell yeah. But then, you know, like, you know, Kid Rock and the guy, all the people that are coming to town and things like that. But then, you know, when we were to do a podcast, go into some various, you know, like, for instance, I like, I wanted to get the prison girl on. I had a lot of questions. I thought you left some meat on the bone, Danny, on that. I was writing down some notes. Yeah, me and her weren't vibing too well during that interview. It was Did you have strong. a picture of Trump behind yeah. you or something? <laughs> can, I, can, can I tell you the meat? I thought as a, as a professional broadcaster and, of course, your new best friend. Can I give you the meat that you left on the bone? Absolutely. On that interview? Yes, please. One, who is the original baby daddy? On the original, when she first, the, the you know, she had a kid in prison, I don't think you asked who the baby daddy was mm. on that deal. Right, right. I think that might have opened up some, you know, baby, you know, that kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. That could have opened up a whole new can of worms. Two, you know, did she was, was the girls all after her in prison? Like, you didn't, you know, like how... Many male guards, because she's very attractive. I mean, she's you know she's attractive. You know, was she the hot com- was she the hot commodity in prison, so to speak? Mm. 
a couple things, a couple, okay. you know, meat on the bones. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure you can do a much better job if no, you had no, her in here. No, stop, sure. motherfucker. You you're We're fucking not great doing that. This is what you do. This is who you are. Of course, but don't be reverse it on me. Like I'm trying. I was just saying, like, if I would have had her on, I was gonna. I was like, ask about the baby daddy, and then you know, did she ever think about getting an abortion? Mm. I, is that a little too much? No, it's not too much. But like, hey, Jessica, you know, you're, you're pregnant, and you're. What was she in prison for again? Oh, I forget. Was it a uh, violent crime? Uh, I don't even remember. I think uh, it was like robbery, like robbing a gas station. She was like, she, hot, she, she was, was all hot, She was all hopped up on meth, and she was with somebody who robbed a gas station or something. Oh, okay. right. And she knew that she shouldn't do it because there's a cop. Before she walked into the gas station, she saw the cops across the street, but but she still decided to go in there, knowing that they're going to get pulled over the minute they pulled out. Because yeah. you're in fucking Arkansas. I think she was she was always in trouble throughout her entire life too. Right. She said she was always like fighting in high school. She Imagine I, she kind of blew up after your pod. You've blown up some people. Your podcast has has blown up. You blew up Matt Cox. Yeah, I think you blew up her. Right? No, she was really big before she came on my show. Oh, she was. She's got like a million subscribers on YouTube or something crazy. Who's been your biggest guest so far? Her? My biggest guest? Well, like uh, this as guy, far as that uh, had the as far as views. Yeah. Probably, uh, probably this guy, uh, Sean Atwood, this guy who's in the UK. He, uh, he was uh, one of the biggest like ecstasy. He ran a huge ecstasy ring in Arizona, and he was competing with Sammy the Bull, and um, he actually got exiled from the U.S., so he's no longer allowed in the U.S. Did you have to have him on the phone or Zoom? or was Yeah, he... he was on Zoom, yeah. Do you prefer in-studio <laughs> uh, over Zoom? Um, oh, yeah, 100%. In the studio, in person is always a million times better. It's just like that. You know about it. I mean, there's that magic that you get there. Right. When you're sitting with somebody looking in a room, just you face. and them. Right. Unlike me, you're looking at a screen. I'm looking at I'm, I'm looking at a 10 second delay on YouTube. You might as well be on Zoom. This is the you know what this is. I might inter- as well be. It's worse, is, it's worse than Zoom. On, I'm it's not worse than this Zoom. is called. You know what this is called in person Zoom. <laughs> Bubba's got this new technique. It's this called in person Zoom. This is right. in person discount Zoom on crack. Is what this is. It is <laughs> with with this shit that you got me on. That almost fucking killed me. You know um, what I want to know? When the fuck are you going to get Tucker back on here? Never. Oh. I want Tucker back on here. That's I know. Who That's a sore spot for Bubs. Me too. Why is, that, too. why is it a sore spot? Because we were such good friends. I mean, called every Tuesday. I got... One of my favorite guests. That, that was one of my favorite. That was, yeah, I mean, me too. I, I basically, you know, became good friends with Tucker when he was between jobs. And so that's that's what gave him the, gave him the time to call in. Is because you know he didn't have anything on. We have him call in every Tuesday because he didn't have anything fucking going on. So he would call the show on our SiriusXM show every Tuesday, and I mean, oh my God, the stuff we would get into. That's good. And then after um, the, that one uh, particular, I don't know, uh, organization, uh, they went and downloaded all of my is bubble. Media matters. Media matters. You know, like, listen, like, here's a call. Listen, what they went after liberally conservative or conservatively liberal. This is a Tucker Carlson against talking about swinging. I mean, I mean, I got so much of this stuff. Fox News. Hold on here. Get a voice violation. Hold on. What's up, talk? How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. We had, sw- uh, we had a swinger. Uh, my mind is blown by the conversation I've just been listening to. We were talking swinger uh, about swinger. We don't know much a lot a lot about it, but uh, there's a swinger fest that's happening down in Miami here soon. And we had the King of Swing on uh, a couple weeks ago, and he was describing that the hottest new rage amongst the swingers is the, what they call the chocolate room. And it's where they uh, bring in a bunch of African-American gentlemen. And Well, I think you kind of get it. <laughs> yeah, I kind of got that. It's a pretty good deal for them. 
Uh, for, well, yeah, for the for the black for the guys, chocolate, I couldn't sign up fast enough, Brent. Yeah. If I was a black, if I was a black <laughs> guy, was, so anyway, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, we would get into all kind, and you know, I have so much content, Danny, that I just need to wrap my head around because this. I mean, I I should probably that probably would do well if I did it right on YouTube, right? Oh hell yeah, it would do well. That I mean, I, that, mean, I got so much shit. Didn't you say you interviewed Bill Clinton? Yes. What I, was that about? I got well. I didn't interview, but I spoke to Bill Clinton. Okay. But I got calls from like, remember the guy Rattlesnake Davis that killed him and his girlfriend killed her mom. Put bleach on her. And, and she inject he injected bleach, and he was from um like uh, Lutz or something Inverness, like that. Inverness. In, anyway, his name was Rattlesnake Davis. They arrested him. And him and his girlfriend, Velissa, or something like that, injected bleach into her mom's veins, and they killed her. Oof. And he calls me from prison. This is him from prison, because I was on 98 Rock just fucking up. You know, Adam Rattlesnake Davis, you piece of shit. I hope you rot in hell, what you did to that lady. This guy calls me up. With- you can join in if you like, uh, Anita. I got Rattlesnake Davis. Goes suppo- by Adam now. Okay. Supposedly from the Hillsborough County Jail, calling collect on a special line right now. Right, is this Mr. Uh, Davis right now? Yeah. Now, how can I can how can I be assured that it's really you? Uh, Give me the other two people involved in the in the incident. John and my old lady. Oh, and, yes. and your and your old lady uh, who who is? Vanessa Robinson. Vanessa uh, Robinson. My old lady. This is a guy who may he may have been put to death. Has he been put to death yet, Blitz, or is he still on death row? I don't know. I think he's still on death row. This is right after he got arrested from the Hillsborough. Calls me up. Live. And you know that we've have, had we've had your. I'm sorry, Nia. Has we, he been cleared by his lawyer to do this? Hey, shut the fuck up, bitch. Oh. Okay, are you there, ma'am? Yeah. Now, At this point, we're telling you to shut the fuck he up. He has not been yet. Listen, you know, we had your family uh, on the phone. Did you know that? My family? Yeah. Your sister and your, and your stepmom? And your, and your stepmom. Uh-huh. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. What the hell were you thinking when you killed Miss Robinson? Well, uh, let's put it this way. I didn't kill nobody, and... You're jumping to conclusions, going and accusing people for something they didn't do. All right, then what did you do? What did you do then? What did I do? Yeah. I didn't do anything. He admitted it. And I don't appreciate you going on air accusing people of stuff that you don't even know what happened. This is back when you are riding the back of a paint van. Yeah, this is. And this is uh, Fuck, this is good. When you were mums. God, you know, I had one of your guests, one of the guys, he wasn't a guest, but you were talking about him one morning, uh, a guy who robbed a pharmacy with a syringe. To get a bunch of the oxycotton. Yeah, I remember I, talking about that. I had, I actually, I'm friends with that guy, and I had him on my podcast recently, and he I told did. his whole prison story, and he talked about how it was like so fucking awesome that you were talking about him. Tell him to come on the podcast. We're desperate. Really? All right, oh, we'll get him on. Hold here. on here, listen. Well, then, once you tell us what happened, <clears throat> nothing happened. Well, what? We nothing happened. How'd you, how'd you die? I, I'm not going into that subject because I got lawyers to handle that, but I just. Wanted to let you know I don't appreciate you. But listen, this would be your opportunity to, to, to clear your name. If nothing happened, then go ahead and tell your side of the story. Anita, when you read the newspaper, do you not does it not come across that he's guilty and he admitted it? He admitted it in Texas. All three all of them. Right, so anyway, I, mean, I got shit like that. Here's Tuck. Is he liberally conservative or conservative? A hard to know what Tucker's talking about here. But after he went big time, um, Fox put the kibosh on him coming on my show ever again. Since really? Media Matters started fucking with him. Yeah. Yep. Tucker is probably grooving to this uh, 70s uh, average white man, picking up the pieces when he was wearing bell bottoms, <laughs> smoking Marlboro Reds in San Francisco. <laughs> 
Price San Diego. What's up, Todd? Oh. I, I'm grooving to it right now. Oh, yeah, you get behind the wheel of my vehicle, caught in traffic in D.C. I'm, I'm oh, my God. Out. It's a rare day that you're driving yourself, my friend. I know. You know, it's funny. Uh, my driver and my auxiliary driver have the day off. <laughs> so, you're so I was going to get one of my manservants to do it. But then I thought, you know what? I'll take the old rolls out for a spin, see how it drives. I haven't done it in many years. My mom, nice. my mom is down to three cigarettes a day. No. On the on the e-cigarette. And he would talk about how he smokes Marlboro Reds and like I mean he was I mean we Choose got Nicorette. we got shit that nobody's ever heard of, Danny, from from Tucker. Why did he smoke Marlboro Reds? Because he, he, he likes he, he got the rush or whatever. Something? Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Now have you uh have now how's your experience been with the e-cigarette? It's been pretty good. I, I gotta be honest with you, Bob, I did I, I went away this weekend. Right. I went to I went to a party up at up in Maine. We had a party at our place there and I did smoke some of the of the real cigarettes. Uh, what 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 was the brand? If we can give some homage to the Marlboro Red, it was Marlboro Red. In fact, and how good was it? It was unbelievable. I mean, I don't smoke, and I'm and I'm about to turn. I'm turning forty on Saturday, and so I'm I'm never touching it again. I mean, I mean, but I'm gonna say, Danny, we have such uh, my archives of shit that I got. I just got to somehow get a guy like you with a blitz kicker and something like that and figure out how to do this shit, don't you think? Yeah, you do. You got to start repurposing all that old stuff and publishing it and get back on the, get back on the horse. Do you, do you put all that stuff on, on YouTube? Is that what you do with yeah, it? Yeah, that's what you got to do. And we you gotta... just you know tag it all up, Tucker Carlson back in the day or Tucker Uncensored, yep, or yep. how do you do it? Get, get you a little, uh, a little uh, Photoshop Willie in here and get him Photoshop designing some thumbnails and some titles and... Hacking some titles and publishing them on YouTube and blow it up. You think I can be as big as you one of these days and I won't be taking your call no I more? I mean, you're already bigger than me. So Stop. especially on, once you start Physically. putting that stuff on YouTube, oh, absolutely it's going to blow up. <clears throat> I don't, I'm not bigger than you. I mean, I'm maybe in radio, but not, you know, I'm not bigger than I you. I mean, more point. people know about Bubba the Love Sponge than they know about Concrete McGillicuddy. That's for sure. How'd mm. you get the, how'd you uh, figure the name Concrete with a K? Uh, well, actually, it's it started as, like, my own little advertising. So I started making, like, commercials and stuff, and uh, I was doing a lot of advertising for, like, local brands and national brands, big national brands, and um, it was only advertising. And I had the old name of my company used to be Salt Media Group. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get when you're talking through Mint Mobile. I mean, I can't believe that I've been living some other life with all this scratchy mobile when I can get crystal clear and the best mobile through Mint Mobile. And I can do it all for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. I can afford this. How much have I been paying on my other plan? Probably getting gouged. But it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15. $15 a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plan. I mean, I'm talking jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. Say goodbye to all that nonsense. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with a premium wireless plan starting at 15 bucks a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal 
deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash B-U-B-B-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to 15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plans. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And I got a cease and desist one day after I started publishing shit on YouTube because it started like getting recognized uh, from some company out in L.A. who had a media company or a marketing company called Salt Media Group. So they said, change your name or we're going to sue you. And I was like, fuck, I need to figure out a new name. And a friend, another friend of mine came to me and he was like, hey, I know you're trying to think of a new name for your company. He's like, I was going to get this name for my construction company. It's, it's available. It's a domain available on GoDaddy right now. You can buy it for five grand. It's concrete.com, spelled with a K. But five grand? Yeah. It's cheaper domain. But this was like in 2011. So I was like, wow, that's, I mean, it's even back then it was rare to get a, a very simple mm-hmm. one word name with a dot com. Yep. And I thought it was kind of cool. It was like a, you know, you know, kind of cool because it starts with a K. It's like Calvin Klein, but not concrete. Kind of plays on with, you know, the documentary type stuff because it's concrete, solid, whatever. And I was like, fuck it. So I just bought it and I named it concrete. Really no other reason behind it besides the name, but it was a cool looking name and it was available for sale on GoDaddy. Okay. And what was your first, your very first guest outside of Ben? Uh, on the podcast, the very first guest was, I think it was this guy, Omar. He uh, he shoots rap videos, like hip hop videos for all the, like for Gucci Man, Plies, Pee Wee Longway, like all of the biggest like hip hop artists that come out of Atlanta and the East Coast. He shoots their music videos. Really? I'm like, what was his deal? Like, what He's was- jet setting around in uh, in uh, Jamaica right now with this with this guy, Gucci Man, and he shoots basically, all, he's shooting a documentary for him, I think, and he shoots all his music videos. That, big, that, was your, that was your first guy? Yeah. Yeah. He's a big slinging dangalang in the hip hop. Anna, who was world. who was the guest that you that got you down the West Virginia Metzgers or whatever? Oh, Mark Lita. Mark Lita. Oh yeah, yeah. He was, I he didn't was know cool. about Software and Interbelly. I feel like I should have because it's huge. Um, I think he was even on Rogan. Like you have some crossover with like guests that have been on Rogan. Yeah, like a lot. Dan- yeah. Danny motherfucking. Jones, I know, like uh, that. I like that Tom O'Neill guy, the CIA uh, Charles I was just Manson guy. Him. Yeah, he is. He was on Rogan. I saw. I was like, oh my Don't god. Don't think we're not up on your shit, Danny. My people are up <laughs> on your shit, buddy. Tom O'Neill was 
that his story was yeah, mind bending. I, I watched. I watched his. I haven't watched it on yours, uh, to be honest. But I, mm-hmm. I did watch it on Rogan's, and he talks about you know the CIA and how uh, Charles Manson was probably um, a victim of MK Ultra and all this stuff, which is right up my alley. I love yeah. that shit. His story so. is amazing because he wasn't even interested in that. He didn't give a shit about the Manson murders. Like he, he just, was just like, trying to make some it? money. He was just trying to make some money doing reporting, and he got he fucking Sucked got in. offered to get paid to do some sort of story on like the ten year anniversary of the. Uh, La Bianca mur- murders, and uh, he just ended up going down a 10-year rabbit hole, mm-hmm. and he's done more research and digging and investigation on that case than anybody in history, and it goes against the main the main narrative of the Manson murders, which is Helter Skelter, which is written by the prosecutor of that trial, so oh, shit. it's pretty... F- Pretty fucking. I wish I could steal Danny away on a podcast, but my podcast ain't as big as the one as I'm stealing away from. So you shouldn't fucking can't steal him away. Does that make any sense? Steal me away from what? I said I'd like to steal Danny away and do a podcast with him, but how can you steal away a guy from you know that plays for the NFL that I'm asking him to be like in the NCAA? <laughs> one, you know, you can't steal oh, Canadian football. League. Yeah. You're really gassing me up here. Yeah, I'm, not, really I'm not as big. I'm not really that. I will big tell of you guy. this: I can drop the mic on all the motherfuckers <clears> with this piece, of, this right here. Nobody, you. Danny, you don't have this. You ready for this one? Yeah. This in-studio guest that I had at one time, I know we're living back in the day. Fuck it, it's all I got. What's up, Rogan? What's up? What's up? Now we're on real radio. That's right. Yeah, now we're on where you can be yourself, my friend. What you can. The- ah! <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Joe Rogan in studio. Joe Rogan in studio. Is that pretty cool, Danny? I'm That's not trying to badass. fucking, you know, be show and tell, brag or willy. But That's this is... pretty badass. <laughs> Take That's off the shackles. You know, it's like, you know, you almost really can't do a good interview with Joe if you can't be, you know, explicit. Because, I mean, that's what Joe's all about. He's a guy's guy. He, he, he speaks like we do. <laughs> Go to his comedy show. He likes, yeah. to get, he likes to get high. He likes to float in flotation devices. He feels bad for whores when he goes to uh, the, for, the, for the strip clubs and says, I, I, I feel bad for these ladies. I, I feel worse, worse now that I have a baby myself. You, yeah, I you get just, real weirded out. You just had a baby about yeah. nine months ago, did you yeah, not? Boy yeah. or girl? Girl. Oh, it even makes it worse. Worse. Oh. Way worse. See, I can't a... go to strip clubs. I'm like, I don't want to see no bad parenting. I don't want to go and see all these <laughs> this, these mistakes, these failures, these abandoned fathers. He sounds really hungover. See, you... Yeah, he is. Is he really? Yeah, and he was talking about DMT. Yeah. And he was really big into DMT at that time. Hold it on. may be a little bit different had you had a guy. You Maybe. Know, you, you know, you'd be like, be uh, like come on, boy. <laughs> I know it's your job to keep track of all this, bah! but like, I don't know how you do it. I mean, there's, because there's so many fights and there's so much bah! going on. And there's always, right, there's Spice Boy fucking thief. The burping is so good. Well, we used the burping to, to censor him. To, well, when we would say bad words, <laughs> when we would repurpose it then on Cox. Uh, you know, when we would replay it the next day, like on our terrestrial show, that we'd have to have it, you know, we had to cut out some of the, mm-hmm. you know, some of the bad words, so to speak. Would you guys really be crushing, like, tons of McDonald's at 6 a.m. right when you started the show? Or oh, that, fuck, that, was yeah. that just Was that just an ad? No, we crushed everything. So I remember you talking about, rah, 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 McMuffin. I'm on my fourth McMuffin at 6 a.m. He was 488 pounds at one point. Yeah. Fuck, man. <laughs> I couldn't wipe my ass, Danny. I had to have my girlfriend wipe my ass. And then he we, cheated oh on Oh, yeah, it. you talked about wiping your ass with a towel, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, oh, he like, didn't. <clears throat> well, well, she did. She, well, <laughs> she, she did. did a, with a beach no, towel, like a full? It. Yeah, full. Bu- yeah, it, had to, it couldn't be just a standard towel. It had to be beach. Thanks for putting that part in there, Danny. Yeah, <laughs> it was a beach towel, the kind, of, the kind that most of your entire families can fit on. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would have to use for my fat fucking ass. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I never forgot about that. No, it, it, it'll be a forever seared in your brain. When you had Joe on your show, was that like before he started his podcast? Or like how big was he back then? Was he, he, he was obviously touring doing comedy. When he, that's why he was in Tampa, right? Right. 
Um, Lummy, do you know the date? Was that 08 it was 2009. Or 2009. Uh, he started in 07, podcasting. Was, he, he, started, doing, he, he, he was not, uh, the podcast wasn't as big in 09 then. He, right. But it was in 09, nonetheless. And I can remember him, uh, Danny, taking me aside as I was kind of walking him out. And he's like, man, if, if you just, after this show that you did, but he didn't understand. I did a morning show at that time, then had a four-hour delay, and then did an afternoon drive show, both both live. So, you know, I lived in Tierra Verde at the time, so we would, and we had studios about a mile from here. So I went and bought a, a gym that's right around here too. That it, it's still around, and we would work. We would do the morning show six to ten, and then two or three of us would go over to the gym and work out for a couple hours. And then come back to the studios, and I had we all had recliners and stuff in our in our offices, and we'd lay down for a couple hours. Then we'd go back and do a do the serious show. So then, when I was walking Joe out, Joe was like, "Listen, after the serious show, you should just you know sit stick around for like another hour and really just you know do a podcast." I'm like, "Joe, I'm already fucking doing two shows. Like I can't do a podcast. There's no fucking money." And then I used to make fun of podcasts, but like, I don't want to be a fucking podcast, Willie. That shit's bullshit. You know, when you're making four or five million base, you know, when they're paying you four or five million to do two shows, you don't give a fuck about podcasting. Mm. And I should have. Before that, though, he was like on a lot of ra- big radio. Uh, like he was on Howard. He was on uh, what was the other Opie one? Opening Anthony. Opening and, Anthony. Yeah. yeah, those guys were like always trying to get him on his shows. Yeah, so he, he was, had a natural talent. And he that. and he had really really developed. Uh, was a good guest. Like if you were a good radio show. Joe would 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 be on your show because he was the ultimate promoter. He was always promoting his stand up or he was promoting UFC. He you know, he didn't he wasn't even really promoting the podcast back then. It was more his stand up deal. You know mm. what I'm saying? Well, he and, did it as so, you know, cuz he did ONA a lot and he would hang out at, at Anthony's house for the compound shows. Right. And that's why he started doing it is cuz he saw Anthony doing it. Right. So he did it just for fun. Mm. He didn't do it to make money. Right. And then it just, you know, kind of So he says. Now did you he see didn't, He didn't back then when it was just him and Red Band. Now, hold on. Did you see where Sirius XM just paid Conan O'Brien $150 million for his podcasting library and then, like, a show that he's going to do? Like his archives? Well, they, they paid him $150 million for he owns – does Conan has kind of a an umbrella of a podcasting company that I think produces several different podcasts. Okay. And so they bought all that. And then there, and then they sign the 150 million is is also part of Joe. I'm sorry, um, Conan has to provide a you know like a like a, a show, three or four day a week show for them. Oh, he oh he bought they bought the entire podcast network that he had. Yeah, Team Coco. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. And that also re- require him to do a show sure. on Sirius XM. Now, do they think that that's going to be the replacement for Stern? Like, do they think that? Hmm. Hmm. And what do guys like you, Danny, th- uh, think of, like, Sirius XM? Is that, you know, antiquated technology as well? Like, what do you think about that? Uh, well, I, I don't know anything. About, I know it comes standard in new pickup trucks when you buy them. <laughs> right. I know people, the only people I know that have Sirius are the people that have it for Howard. They only, they only have right. they want to listen to Howard. And that's only, like, a handful of people that I know. And that, and that has changed tremendously. Like, Howard <laughs> has, you know as he's gotten older, has kind of changed his M.O., so to speak. You know, he's not, he doesn't yeah. have strippers anymore. He's gotten very political. Um, you know, this whole COVID thing has, has, has really freaked him out. 
Yeah, he kind of did a weird thing with the whole COVID thing, right? He went like super like scared. Oh yeah, he's calling out anybody who didn't want to get a vaccine. Yeah. yeah, and I don't think that he'll super ever anti-Trump. And I don't think that he'll ever do another show from a studio ever again. Like I think that he is perfected and likes the home deal so much, and they've engineered it quite well. I, I will give him that, but I don't think that he'll ever he'll ever do another show again. In, in my opinion. Yeah. How is how is uh how is Tifu? You know Tifu pretty well, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I know. What do you him think well. Tifu would think about my 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 compound here? Do you think he would think it was cool? I or... think he'd be impressed by it. I think he'd really like it. Really? Yeah, I think you're just, you know, you need the gym cuz he likes to work out now. He likes to get all all jacked up. The gym's only like um 3 tenths of a mile from here. Okay. So what I have to do that? What I have to do the show from the gym? Maybe, <laughs> maybe Tifu? you might have to. Yeah, you get like, a treadmill. Actually, no. His new thing is actually fishing too. He's been like fishing yep. every day. So he takes his uh, he takes his live stream rig onto his boat and they go. He like, got the Chevis. He's got the Chevis kids. No, he. I don't think he even knows the Chevis kids. Because if he did, <clears throat> if he knew Cody, he'd be catching some fish. If he knew Cody, he'd definitely be catching a lot more fish than he is right now. If you know Cody, fish just jump into the boat. Fuck, isn't Cody. He, Cody isn't he is arguably Cody, one of the best fishermen you've ever seen cody is the elon musk of fishing he is he really is cody chevis and i don't know what makes you a good fisherman i just know that as soon as you say that name anybody that knows anything about fishing is like holy shit that kid knows how to fish now what Lummy, you're in the fishing business so to speak like what makes a person knowing how to fish how many if, fucking fish you catch you got enough dynamite <clears throat> no i mean yeah <laughs> It's just kind of like knowing where to go, hit your spots, get your locations, know what time to get up, look at the tides. It's like studying it. And then, you know, finding the different ways the water is, finding the little hot spots, like going to the middle ground, but like kind of uh, looking around at the different way the shelves go with the tides. Because that's, you know, people just think I'll go to the middle ground, throw my hook down, and I'll catch a bunch of stuff. But it all depends also on the tides in the water now, because now, of where they hide. Now, Danny, are you a fisherman? Being ex- You know, I know you're an underwater shot guy, but are you a fisherman per se? I mean, I grew up around fishing. Everyone I knew, I spent a lot of time, a lot of big portion of my life on boats fishing and spear fishing and diving and shit like that. But, like, nowadays I don't go fishing that much now. It's not like... It's not like one You're of my hobbies. You're making too much money now. You're making too much money now. No, that's not it. It's just not one of my things that I like to go do. Like, oh, I want to. I like doing it every once in a while. I think it's fun. Like, I, like my favorite way to go fishing is to go with Cody. Like, if you if you're not going fishing with Cody, you're not going fishing. Well, if you're he going fishing like, with Cody, you're going to catch something. Exactly. And the thing, the thing about him is like he doesn't even give a shit about catching the fish. He likes putting other people on the fish. Right. He likes other people catching fish. And I'm going to call Frank and make make him take Cody. Make me take me out. Yeah, you have to. I mean, it'd be a great video. Tarping, it would be catching tarping with him fishing. is so so much fun. I get tired though after like you know twenty minutes. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm never gonna get this fishing. Cody, take the pole back. You, you, <laughs> no, you you hate fishing. You like catching. Yeah, there you go. I like somebody to hook it. I like. I don't have time to fucking sit here, hold this pole, wait for something to bite, set the hook. How about you do all that and then hand me the pole? Let me try to reel it in till I get fucking tired of that, and then you take it back over. Yeah, you'd never be able to catch a tarpon then. You know, I saw That's for breezy catch a tarpon, yeah. and I was like, "Oh my god, the muscles! You, you, you! I mean, you you can go to the gym all you want, you still can't build up your fishing muscles." Well, it's not that; it's the wait, the hours of waiting to get one. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, he's not. A, he doesn't even give a shit about catching them. He just likes finding them. What does he do for bait. a living? Does he own his own? That's fishing what company? he does. It's just like he a does. Char- I think. I think. I'm. I don't know. I don't know. Hundred percent. I don't know everything he does, but I know that. A big part of it is doing these charters, like these private charters. He has and there's big a ton wigs. of money in that, isn't He's there? He's got big wigs from all over the country, the world that 
come here just to go fishing with him. He does a lot of fishing tournaments too, though. Like he goes out because you can make a good amount of money just traveling around with. For Breezy, uh, made seventy five grand on King of the Beach one year. Yeah, really? there you go. Yeah, you had you hit three or four of those tournaments. You're fucking set, right? Yeah. The problem is a lot of those guys cheat. Well, that's what he said. That's what they said. Breezy did. <laughs> Yeah. Lot, there was, I know there's one guy who has done a lot of tournaments who's cheated a lot, and Cody actually called him out for it a bunch. And it's where you catch part, a fish and, and keep him alive, and then and then you keep yeah. him alive, and then... I don't know exactly what they do, but I think they go like way out of the territory where they're allowed to go. Like yeah. they, they'll get some big boat, they'll go fucking get, hop in an airplane and fly to the Bahamas or something ridiculous. Right. Some bullshit and then bring it back. That's something Fabrizio would do, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, sure is. So, Danny, I mean, do, do you... Do well enough to make a pretty good living with, yeah. with your podcast. Yeah, I, yeah, it's uh, it's fun. It's fun to do. I make it's it's um over the last, you know, the last five years of my life when I started doing the whole YouTube thing, it's been a, a really like a life changer because creating shit for other people, especially like commercials and ads, which I had to do before, and even like working on shows or movies that I didn't really care for. Even being for. an underwater shot guy, right? Exactly. Oh, no, underwater shot guy was different. That was kind of like, right. that's kind of like what sparked it. But then like you, once you transition into doing it as like a job, working right. for people and shooting other things, working on movies, which is like working on a construction site, essentially. Right. Um, having the freedom to just create whatever you want to create and put it out there and see, watch people like enjoy it. That's been and then having the freedom to do whatever you want and make your own schedule that's been kind of like the biggest life changer you got a good schedule too i think you tape on fridays right yeah mondays and fridays usually you tape on mondays and fridays yep now do you do all the editing and all that yeah but there's really no editing um the the pod not a lot you're right the podcast really is not edited i have a a team of people who do the clips we have a separate youtube channel which has like seventy thousand subscribers that are all clips like highlights of all of the shows i mean that's like the standard thing when you have a podcast everyone has a clip channel yeah um, I, that's what i started watching because sometimes you don't have like an hour or an hour and a half you have 12 minutes and you want to see some right you know? some people just want to see the Ho- the hogan bit you know they want to mm-hmm. be see here hubba, t- hubba talk about you know i want to fuck my wife but then they see that and they get interested then they go exactly oh, i'm gonna happened. watch the full three watch hour the whole thing. yeah that's, so that's what happened like with the Andrew Bustamante people. thing for me. You got clicked? Yeah, yeah, I got clicked, and I'm like, oh, this is really interesting. I'm going to watch the whole thing now, and I did. Blitz, are like we big hours. enough? We're not big enough to start to click yet, are we, buddy? The clip channel? The yeah. clips. The clip. uh, I mean, start. that's, I mean, kind of, it's what we Like the best do. of, yeah. sort of. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. I mean, cool. no, you just need to start chopping up all the old crazy Tucker, Joe, freaking Bill Clinton shit and posting it on YouTube. <laughs> just like getting yeah, somebody to and do And even the if it's not video, even if it's just their logo, right? Yeah. If it's just a picture of them, but it's... Uh, it's but uh, the it's, Rogan one's on video. Right, right. The Rogan one's on video. Right, yeah. right, right. But, you know, just getting all this shit out, right? Yeah, get it all out there. I think there. eventually I'm going to be big time again. But when I, and when, when we leave, I'm going to show you some of my shit. And you're going to freak out, I think. I can't wait to see it. You're going to rise like a phoenix, like a goddamn phoenix from the ashes. I'm trying to tell everybody that. but <laughs> No one's listening. <laughs> Anna, do, do you think that we're, I think, I mean, first of all, I'm we're really all excited make- to see what's going to happen, you know, in the next year with the, uh, you've, you've said the document, there is a documentary underway, right. so I'm not, I'm not spoiling any secrets, <clears throat> but I really am excited to see what's going to happen with, when that comes out. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Danny, if that doc did hit. Would it just explode everything? Like, 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 just talking about my YouTube channel. Would it just explode everything? Is it just like any, any, like, you know, like I'll be honest with you, being on your on your podcast, you know, that got me. Like, realistically, in a week, I picked up like five or six or seven hundred, you know, new subscribers. Usually, I pick up about you know two hundred a week. Then imagine yeah. if you went on like Rogan. You know? I don't know. I don't know why you don't do up more podcasts like that. I mean, there's. Plenty of podcasts that are way bigger than mine that would they love would to have me? you as guests. Oh yeah, of course. I've tried, I... to, I've tried to get you on Caller Daddy. 
didn't work, but I tried. You did? Yeah, like multiple, multiple, multiple times. What did you say to him? Um, well, I tried to reach out in every way I could, but it seemed like the the girl who hosts the show is the one who reaches out. She she even said that she chooses her guests and stuff, so I tried to reach out. But what's her name? Um, Alex Cooper. You know, I'm a, I think I might have been the one that turned you on to call her daddy. Um, <laughs> yes, you did. We can give you credit for that. <laughs> no, I, I know. I think I did Janessa. I think I told Janessa. Because uh, I was listening her. like uh, when I was working at the Bone. All right. All you're, the you're right. Soup Man drama. I got pulled she told into you, that. She yeah. told you to pack sand on Bubba the Love Sponge? Well, the, the difference is a lot of those. No, she once, didn't respond. <laughs> once you have something to promote, that's, you know. Yeah. See, I'm kind of waiting, Danny, to do, the, right. to do the podcasting circuit when I have. Hey, um, yeah, I'm Bubba the Love Sponge. And I, but here's the thing. Why? They'll I, have you back on. They would? Yeah, of course. Oh. Yeah, get on there and 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 hype and, it up and, and crush then, it, and then come back when the pod when the when the documentary's out. You're going to be have people knocking your door down trying to get you on there. So shows. okay, so you have had some unbelievable guests. Some of the best guests I've had on more than once. I mean, and they it doesn't. Well, yeah, I mean it doesn't but, just because they're on twice doesn't mean it's any any less, less popular. And I want yeah. you to be completely honest with me because I'm no punches. But you know, like as far as guests wise, how did I do as a guest? The best. No, as good as you can answer. possibly do. Really? Oh, hundred percent. Well, thank you. You, it's a, it's a, it's a game you play. Obviously, when you're doing this, it's like a, it's a, it's a talent that you are obviously have more of than I think anybody that I've ever had on there. You might not have some crazy true crime story, uh, you know, working for the CIA or capturing terrorists, but the Very way charismatic. you did used to counterfeit money, though, Bubba. <laughs> oh yeah, you did say that, didn't you? You said you used yeah, to counterfeit money. I didn't counterfeit it. I we didn't get into it on yours, so we might as well finish it up here. So back in like ninety seven, ninety eight, probably when you're either graduating or mum's painting or some bullshit. I'm on ninety eight rock, and I get on the air, and I'm like, I had this new printer, and it's back when you know it was just a regular fucking colored printer, is all you know. That's just that's all it was, but I printed a dollar bill uh, uh, on my printer. And I got on the air. Now, this is when radio was never visual. Like in 1999, 2000, there was no visual part of my show at all. There was, you know, that's one of the things that made my show so good is that you- Theater I, of the mind. I could create a good theater. You know, I can, I'm a good storyteller. And so, uh, you know, I would paint a good picture as a radio guy. So I get on the air and I go, hey, Guido, hey, Cowhead. Uh, look, I got uh, look what I made on my new printer, and I showed them this dollar bill, that was a printed dollar bill, and I go, you know what? I got, and now it's when I owned like Planet Bubba on Golf to Bay, so I always had a bunch of ones on me because I'm in the bar business, and from the pool tables and the vending machines and all that kind of bullshit, I always had a bunch of ones, mm-hmm. and so I had about thirty or forty ones that I had just got from the bar, my bar that I owned. And I told the guys, okay, look what I printed. And they're like, oh, fuck, that looks real. So I handed them. I go, let see if these will work in the vending machine. So I handed them five real dollar bills, real ones. They're, they're, they were real dollars. I said, call me on a cell phone, call in to the studios, and let me know. So Khaled goes down there, and he puts the first one in, and he goes, oh, my God, it worked. I'm like, oh, my God, well, I got a whole bunch of these, which I did. I had 35 of them. And uh, I'm going to buy everybody Just fucking empty snacks. the vending machine, basically. Yeah. I said, put all those fucking... Well, I never printed a fake bill. I didn't use a fake bill in the machine. The next thing you know, that was like about 7.30, 9.15, the Secret Service walks into my studio, 
Uh, while you're on the air? While I'm on, like literally right now, if we were on the air, they walked in. Mm-hmm. They badged you know, their way clear to the studios. They showed the secretary, the general manager, the PD, everybody. They badged. You know, they badged their way in, Blitz. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they walk in. They come over to me. They badge me. You're like on the air detailing <clears throat> yeah. what's happening. Like literally right now. Like, oh, my God, the Secret Service is here. Oh, my I'm God, they're talking to me. They tell me to shut up. They go and they have the engineer of the radio station. Oh, cut the feed. Cut. No, turn my oh, mics off. And they hit a song, and they said, come with us. Oh, shit. And so they separate us, and they ask me, um, where's your fake dollars? And I said, I have one that I, I made a cop. I mean, I, I scanned a dollar bill on my printer, and I showed the guys. I, I walked them through the story. And I said, fellas, really, I have you know, $40 of real money here, and we use that. It's, it's fucking show business. It's theater of the mind, guys. They're like, uh-uh. So listen to this, Danny. I lived in Pinellas Park at the time. It was when I was building my big house. So many laws were broken here. They made me, they're like, okay, we're going to drive to your house. You're not under arrest, you know, but we're still, you're, so this is an open investigation. The more you cooperate, the easier it's going to go. So I'm like, okay. So they follow me to my little Pinellas Park home where I'm living. Um, they find out how, they, how, they got, you got any guns? Do you have any guns in, in your, in, I'm like, yeah, I got all kinds of guns. It's my right to have you know, right. Mm-hmm. I, but you know, I had fucking AR fifteen, fucking sure. you know, a bunch of shit. They went and found all my guns, Danny. They put them in the bathtub, and put a armed guard there to watch all my guns. They then asked me where my computer was and my printer. I took them to the, my little office, and they physically took my computer box and my printer, and made me follow them downtown to their Secret Service office, which was downtown in the Bank of America building at the time. They handcuffed me to a pole and said, we're going to go look, we're going to go look at your computer. They went through my computer. Now, thank God I didn't have some fucking, you know, porn and some shit on there. Right. Some shit that I probably would have on today's computer. And they said, we're going to go through your computer to see if you're really counterfeiting. I'm like, I'm telling you guys, I, I, they go through my computer. They didn't find anything. They went through the fucking printer and, and. They come back, they unhandcuff me, but before they unhandcuff me, the director of the Secret Service. Now, a lot of people don't realize the Secret Service is the people that police counterfeiting. People would think that the FBI or the CIA, no. Mm -hmm. The Secret Service is in charge of the president, and for some fucking reason, they put Secret Service in charge of counterfeiting. Any kind of crime that involves money. Right. So, the head of the Secret Service, who was this, 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 this... Um, lesbian-looking woman who who was very stiff and very mean to me came to me and she says, "We're letting you go now, but if 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 uh, if counterfeiting in the city of Flo- of Tampa increases more than it usually does, we're going to charge you with all of them because they all got the ideas from your show." I go, "Ideas? I didn't tell anybody how to do it. I just asked if these do- I don't." Told me to shut the fuck up, grab my computer box and my printer, and get out of there. There's my secret story. Secret story. There's my counterfeiting story. That's fucking wild. I should have lawyered to fuck up. I mean, Blitz. At the end of the day, they had no right to go into my house. Nope. Did they? They didn't have a fucking search warrant. They had no well, right. Well, you to... gave them permission. I know, but you don't so have to. Right. You no, don't you don't. Have... No, you don't have to at all. But if you give them permission, then they're allowed to do whatever they want. I did, they want. and once you give them permission, yep. Fuck. Yep. They even found Holly's dildos. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh wow. They found dildos and all and lube and all kinds of shit. So that's my counterfeiting story. I know it's not near as glamorous as the Picasso of counterfeiting, 
But I got a hold of him, uh, uh, Danny, and I think we're going to have him. And I think he's next time he's going to visit his friend down here, he has to clear it with his probation guy. But I was going to have him on the air. I, th- I found his story fascinating. Yeah, his story. there's actually another guy who I've, who I've been trying to get on way before him. This guy named uh, Art. I forget his last name. He wrote the book that inspired this kid. This kid. He uh, he lives in California right now. He's out of prison and he's doing like all this crazy art where he makes like he paints crazy art pictures and like makes art sculptures that all it all revolves around money. And uh, he's got his own like exhibit somewhere in California right now. Um, I forget the name of his. What, if you just Google him, it's like Art Art Williams. Arthur Williams is his name. He is like the godfather of counterfeiting money. Um, and he, I believe, counterfeited way more than this guy. And he actually wrote the book that inspired this guy to counterfeit. The counter to counterfeit. Yeah, <laughs> I went through this whole. I went through this whole. Uh, this whole thing here, Jeff Turner, right? Yeah, Jeff. Yep. The book that inspired this guy. Oh, I don't know. You know what? I'd probably get a violate if I played this blitz. I'd probably get a copyright yep. strike, even though I got the motherfucker. Dave Jones right copyright strike you so yeah. fast. No, you won't get a like, copyright strike. Hey, That's only for people who have the YouTube. The I got the motherfucker right here. He said it's okay. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. Our algorithm don't pick up motherfuckers are in your studio. Man, do that. Shit looks good on your big ass TV. See, this is what you need, buddy. Look that at that. Now, hold on. Look Holy at that. shit. And see, now listen, I also have the ability to pipe shit through. I'm just going to put a car for. See, so I have the ability to pipe shit through. I got a lot of shit, Danny. I need that. I need to learn from you. you know, boom. Look. Like, I think it was $500. Boom. I, I, can, I can pipe anything through so that you can see it. Everybody can see it. My on-air people can see it. If Blitz puts it up on the screen, but he's not going to because we're going to get a copyright, Willie. You're not going to get a copyright. Even though I got you, won't get, you won't get a copyright from that. The fuck we won't. You won't. I'm not part of the, one of those uh, multi-network deals. Only people that are part of those big uh, networks that consolidate all the YouTube channels and like monetize them, they're the ones that'll copy. So I got, all. so I got you in here. How cool is this effect? An eight ball of heroin for two thousand. So you can see it on your computer. The, the feed gets it. I got it on the big screen. Charger. So I was like, bro, that's a stolen car. You need you need that technology. I do need that technology. You need, you need t- to hire my boy Blitz over here to come fucking wire your shit up. I really up. do. I need to figure out what the fuck I got going on because right now. Oh, listen, you know, you help me with some book and I'll send my fucking. In- well, I'll ask nicely if my engineer will go over there. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, Blitz, I need him, man. Blitz, my good friend. Blitz. Would, would, would you go over there and wire him up an end screen, Willie, if he got us really good guests, buddy? Sure. Of course he would. 100%. He's like, no, the guy. I think it looks this, good up there. I think this guy would have got away with it if he hadn't gotten too greedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he was just trying to feed his addiction, right? He was just on. He was fucked up on what was he on? He was on Everything. heroin, trying to just afford heroin. That's the problem with these guys. Like Matt Cox was trying to pay for his drug habit. He was just feeding his ego, trying yeah, to make more money. Yeah, that's what Matt Cox might be the cleanest guy, uh, substance wise, that you've ever had on there. Yeah, definitely. Like, and they still put him through the whole drug pro- program in prison. How's Matt doing? Did you tell him about my Georgia boots with the inserts? No. How he, could get without, he didn't I have didn't. to get leg extensions. He could just get these boots. <laughs> He's already got those boots, Bubba. I told no, you. He He's super short. He already has those. He's just got like a full makeover last couple of times. Every time I see him, he looks like more. I need to turn him on to Dr. Diaco. Dr. Diaco could, uh, needs to get his service. I mean, Doc, Danton's the best plastic surgeon there is. What's, and what's wrong? Matt's with got him? a great fucking hairline. Have you seen his hairline? He's no. got like a $10,000 hairline, and it's survived Jeez. all the way through prison. Better than mine. What really? does he want to change about himself? I don't think he wants to change it. I think he's actually, you know what? He did tell me that if he had, I asked him like, what would you do if you had all the money in the world? You could do any kind of plastic surgery. He goes, I'd, I'd revisit the hairline. And he said he wants to get a uh, a chin uh, facelift again. What? He, want, he wants to get the skin tightened around his face. A again? Bit more. Again, yeah. I wonder if he's, I wonder if he's up. If he's what? 
I think oh, I we can have... call people on here? Oh my god, Danny, are you calling Matt? Danny, you gotta start coming <laughs> in more often. Oh, this is sick. Oh yeah, and it's legal too. You don't have to fucking tell. I mean, you know, just I'm just saying. Follow my this lead here. If, if he even, even if, if he even answers, I, I mean, oh, he'll answer. Danny, we'd have fun with you coming in. We got a lot oh of capabilities. God. We can call people. You have all the capabilities. Yeah, this we got is it all. Great. Come on, answer. Answer, answer, Matt. Come Cox. on, Matt. Come on, Matt. I know you're fucking doing artwork with your penis right now. <laughs> fucking answer. Oh, right to voicemail. Your call has been forwarded. What right, a hold dick. On. Hold on. I'm gonna... Call Concrete Clem. Uh, hold on. Five, one. Uh, pass me the number to Concrete Clem. Okay. Give it over to Anna to run up here. Hold on. At the tone, hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Matt Cox, it's Bubba the Love Sponge live on the air with uh, your, your boy, Danny Jones. Danny, say hi to Matt. Matt, hello, Matthew. We're trying to, uh, Danny's on my show now. That's how big time I am. Uh, and we were trying to call you up, see if maybe we could do like a little reunion. I know I'm kind of mad. You know, I'm kind of mad at you. We want to figure out what's, we want to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, we want to get to the bottom of the madness, uh, you know, maybe squash the beef and then maybe do a super show. Me, you, Concrete, Clem, and Danny Jones. And I, I got, and you don't have to cut off your shin bones to make yourself taller. <laughs> I got these boots you can wear with inserts, bud. And we just want to, you know, get an overall update as to how you're doing, bud. Too bad you didn't pick up the phone. You would have got like an extra 50 fucking thousand subscribers, Matt Jesus Cox. Jesus Christ, Matt. Jesus, Matt. Call really? us back, For Matt. real, Matt. For real. If you are satisfied with your message, press 1 to listen we to your message. We listen because we're narcissists. Two to erase and re-record. Message review. Matt Cox, it's Bubba the Love Sponge live on the air with uh, your, your boy, Danny Jones. Danny, say hi to Matt. Matt, hello, Matthew. We're trying to, uh, Danny's on my show now. That's how big time I am. Uh, and we were trying to call you up, see if maybe we could do like a little reunion. I know I'm kind of mad. You know, I'm kind of mad at you. We want to figure out what, we want to get to the bottom. To send your message with normal delivery, press 1. To thank you. So, 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 so Danny, kind of here, you got the best of. Can people call you? Yeah. People can call me. What's too? your number? 81390 Bubba. 81390 Bubba. And that yeah. just rings right into this big fucking right machine this, you got right this here. This big fucking meat grinder of a machine oh, I got. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. We're fucking cool, ain't we? You guys are really cool. I'm here. primitive compared to this. <clears throat> Let me see. I'm calling. Guy that really works hard for a living. Concrete Clem, a.k.a. Mr. Platinum. He just doesn't have to fucking. Wake up and because he has a half a million fucking subscribers paying the bills, he's got to lay 400 yards of concrete <laughs> to make 12 bucks. <laughs> and he's one of Danny's co hosts when he can make it in. I love the guy. He's probably huffing paint right now. Yellow. Are you getting high on concrete right now, motherfucker? I'm high on about 20 yards of concrete right now. Yeah. I, you know, this is Bubba and uh, Danny calling live. Yeah, I know. I've been watching the show. I'm driving back from Bonita. I've been watching you stroke Danny's ego for about an hour now. Oh, shit. This dick's next. You want to fucking join? (laughs) Hey, you walk in. Hey, hold on. Fuck you. Fuck you, Concrete Clem. You walk in there. Fucking Willie, he's the star of the show. And you walk in there trying to be a co-host. So don't fucking think you don't stroke Danny off too, bitch. Yeah, he just tries to stroll in an hour late, strutting in his boots, thinking he's big shot Mr. (laughs) Platinum over there. Thinking you're all that, bitch. Did you get your Bubba Army high-res? Oh, yeah, I got all the high-vis. The high-vis shirt, the Bubba Raceway Park shirt, the whole nine. Did you like it? Oh, yeah. Don't I'm you wearing think? It. I, gave, I gave one of them to the Mexicans at work already. Oh, we, you know what? I, I'm, I'm, I'm very appreciative of that. I'm, I'm super supportive of Mexicans. Mexicans. <clears throat> very much so. 
whip. Mexicans. Mexicans. We love Mexicans. What do they all think of Bubba over there on the job site? Concrete yeah, like, and what do they think, Concrete Clem? They really don't know. Yeah. They, they don't know who Bubba is, honestly. They, yeah. half of, most of them don't even speak English, to be honest. Right. You're just hoping they, they can fucking lay some con. There's some, hey, there's some concrete laying motherfuckers, though, aren't they? Yeah, we pay them very well for what they do, that's but for sure. But uh, you know, I'm going to tell you, they, they work hard. A Mexican man will outwork a white guy any day, period. Is that true? We don't, we don't hire anything except Mexican. Yeah, guys. you're lucky 100%. you are able to keep your job because they could, if they could find a guy that could supervise these Mexicans better than you, they'd fucking get rid of your lazy ass. Just saying. Yeah. Heard if it from they a could friend. Find a Mexican guy to supervise, that would be the ticket. Yeah. Do you even actually work, or do you just ride around in that luxurious truck and hit your vape pen all day? That's all he does. Yeah, we're riding pretty luxurious today. Hey, Danny right? says you might have a better truck, but you got to work your ass off for that truck. He's just, you know, he's fucking tanning his balls at noon most days. I'm just saying that. <laughs> Buddy. Yeah, he ain't lying, but that's why you don't appreciate nothing. He appreciates it. I do you know what he's gonna it. make? You know what he's gonna help me fucking wrap my head around some of the shit I got around here, and I'm gonna even get richer, and then I'm gonna hire him to even to you know to do some more shit to even make him more money. Well, hey, that sounds good. Let me know. Maybe I'll I'll get to pour somebody's driveway or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can fix our driveway. We'll let you do that. <laughs> hey, but we're tr- I'm trying to do a super show with me, Matt Cox, you, and 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 Danny Jones. Let's go. I'm ready. Yeah. You know, I work normal work hours, though. We got to do it after hours. I know you're working, man. I know you are. But we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out, bud. Danny well, likes man, Hey, man. Danny likes my fucking setup. He really does. It said it's the best setup he's ever seen. He in does. He ever. really has the nicest setup I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, Danny, and I mean, this ship has sailed, but back in the day, we used to put chicks in the shower. Look, now there's, now there's, uh, you know, band equipment in there. Holy. But that was, yeah. that was full cameraed and, and mic'd up. With showers, and then girls would put the titties on the glass right there, buddy. That is absolutely yeah. Bananas. And we used to have a stripper stripper pole. You can see the remnants the of the full see through shower. Let me show them where the stripper the pole stage. used to be. Stripper pole there. We had to cut that off. Now that's it's going to that's going to end up being a camera mount, probably. That's the story of our life from a stripper pole to a camera mount. <laughs> this really is a nice studio. This 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 place makes our place our little spot look like. Section this looks eight. like Rockefeller Center, does it not? Compared yeah. to like you know, compared to your concrete. dad's your dad your dad's fucking. It looks like your dad's basement compared to Rockefeller Center. Yeah, this but, this place even shits on Tifu's warehouse. For real? Oh yeah. <laughs> not maybe not size, but as far as like your setup. Oh, and the, and hold the, on, you've not seen it all, Danny. I got some hidden compartments. I'll show you, ooh, buddy. We love hidden compartments. No, we we, we must not speak of. <laughs> All right, uh, Concrete Clem, I love you, buddy. Uh, you and I are buddies, and uh, I love Danny. He's going to help me out. I got some shit to show him. And uh, you know, hope to see you soon, buddy. I think Matt Cox is calling. All right, guys, I appreciate it. Thanks for the merch, Bubba. Late for the, yeah, thank you, buddy. By the way, your merch you gave me, Danny, very high quality. Oh, yeah? Did very, you get it? yes. Hello? Yes, sorry to bother you. I just heard you guys talking about he gets calls this one. Danny Jones, you know, he gets a lot of calls from a lot of different people, and some are regulars like Tampa Terry and all them and Buzzy and uh, Scout and Big Gulp. But I'm really enjoying this. Red Letter Day. Y'all have a great one. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank See, you. That's really fucking Usually cool. I, uh, I busy them all out. I don't want to talk to them. Cause they so get, they're, they're just calling in the whole if, time. If, they want, if we want them to, if we ask them to. That's really fun. Can I tell you what we did uh, two weeks ago, which was cool as fuck? As I said, and Blitz, follow me along if I'm right here. I think I said, I uh, I wonder how many. Now, on Thursdays, we do a show that's not on Facebook and YouTube. 
we really, really make it an exclusive show. So the only way you can get the Thursday show is if you listen through our app, our Bubba Army app, or our website, BubbaArmyRadio.com. That's the only way you can get the live after show. So, you know, it's not nearly as sexy. It's not visual. And we really never know how many people are watching or listening at a certain time. But I got a hair up my ass. I'm like, I want you to call in and tell me uh, where you're calling from and by what means. I wonder if we got – and we had people and, – and within 15 minutes, we had people, and we verified their their area code from where they're checking in. We had people from every state of the country. We had Turkey. Uh, we had what? On, on a Guatemala. Australia, Pan, a few Panamanians or people from mm-hmm. in Panama, yeah. Canada. Turkey. Bunch of Canadians. Canadians. Guatemala. We had a girl from Gua- – yep. she Guatemalan? Yeah. Yeah, the Guatemalan. Puerto, Puerto Rico. So we just got a hair up our ass, and like in 15 minutes – had every state and five countries check in. It was pretty cool. Well, pretty mind-blowing at, at the end of the day. That is pretty cool, and that's a thing that I think you could integrate into. If well, I mean, what, what do you think is, <clears throat> obviously, when you see something like podcasting come up and become super popular like it is right now, do you ever think about, like, I wonder what's next? I wonder what's after podcasting. What's going to turn, po- mm. what's going to be, like, What's going to turn podcasting into AM radio? The problem is, the problem is too, is the, is the name podcasting. Like, what you and everyone does now isn't quote unquote podcasting. That's just what they call it. But right. Like the old school, like the podcasting is like download just the audio from a show that's been recorded like in the 90s. You know, but like. What, what, just nobody knew about it back then? No, no. Just the, the technology that's in itself it was called is not, podcasting. not really podcasting. I mean, what you're doing more vlog. Like what you really do is vlogging, right? Well. It, no, I mean, Danny, what Danny does. What, what is that considered? It's just a it's just a sit down interview. Is right. really all it is. Right. It's it's more than podcasting is what you guys do. Yeah. Because far more than they got, it got the name podcasting because back in the day you would record an audio only show and then people would download it for their iPods. Right. Right. And, you so, know, and what you guys do now is way more than that. So I'm asking you, Danny and Blitz. I'm asking you too. Like what I'm asking you this question. What's the next thing you think? I don't know. I'm curious to see what you think and other people think. I ask people this all the time because I that's something I'm always thinking about. And, you know, like, what's going to be the next iteration of it? Like, Anna especially- Blitz, what do you guys think? Like, like what's uh, what's the next thing? Blitz, you first. Like, uh, I mean, it'll be some sort of uh, YouTube type something. But, you know, along the same lines, but there'll be... Uh, In terms of what? Like the next big thing or the next sort of... Technology, human... so to speak. Well, I feel well, like with the metaverse and yeah. shit and NFTs, we're kind of moving in that direction. Like making yeah. things less real. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're probably right. Danny, more digital, more digital. What do you think about the metaverse and NFTs? Like how do you, I mean, how do you... That's the world that you live in. How do you feel in, about so blockchain, Danny? Uh, I don't... I mean, it's cool. It's, <laughs> I, I got... I got... I, I actually... Um, a friend, a friend, and myself have both invested in a lot of NFTs and shit over the last year. A, a friend of mine got me into them probably three or four months ago. Um, this kid Brett, who plays for the Rays, he's like he owns a ton of NFTs and he's like really dialed in to that whole NFT world and the whole crypto world. And he got he got us into it, and so it's like it's kind of like I don't know, it's just like another obsession. Thing are you people- still? I mean, are you? Have you made money on it, or is there not? You don't make money until yeah. you sell them. Yeah, no. There's, there's. So, is my Brett Phillips? A friend of mine, Matt Cox, is calling me. Yeah, Brett Phillips. If Cox, is this Cox right here? It, is is this Matt Cox? No. What's oh, up, Bubba? We're looking for Matt Cox. He's 81- calling his cell phone. Eight one three ninety Bubba. Call eight one three ninety Bubba. Hey man, 
speaking of podcast gold, when are you going to get Jeff from Touch Vodka on, man? He's gold. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll work on that. I'm trying to get a generator on him right now. Generator Jeff? Yeah, he's Generator Jeff. He's no longer Touch Vodka Jeff. Well, he knows uh, Brett Phillips. That's what he's talking about from the Rays. Yeah, yeah. No, Brett Phillips, guy from Brett, Seminole. Brett Phillips is, uh, broke Babe's Ruth record. Did you know that? Yeah. Did you know that, Lemmy? Is that the guy that was on your show? Mm-hmm. He, yeah. broke, he broke a record that Babe Ruth had, and, and Danny knows what that stat was. Yeah, I forget, I forget exactly what it was, but he hit more uh, grand slams, grand slams in a in a the shortest amount of time in his than anyone in history. Mm, wow! Oh, here this might be Matt Cox. We're looking for Matt Cox. Hello, Matt. Yeah. What are you doing? Here he is. I'm actually doing videos uh, on my show right now. But are we interrupting? I took a break. Are I we looked down you? and I saw that you called. We did. And I was thinking about, I got. I mean, I've been on Danny's podcast. You've been on it a million times. Uh, that's how I got to introduce you. And we, you and I got a little sideways, and I'd like to become unsideways with you. We need to get to the bottom of this shit, Matt. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if you're at the top. Yeah. I, <laughs> Motherfucker. I don't. Uh, I never got sideways. Yeah, you, you, you kind of, well, you were fucking with my, like, see. What happened with the, with the Diaco? Yeah, he kind of, him and the Diacos were just didn't quite jive, and I had them both in on one the same, I, it was probably my fault I shouldn't have had two alphas in there, <laughs> and I had two bulldogs in there together, and you know, when you got two bulldogs, what the fuck happens, right? And you know, Matt, I mean, Matt told me he felt like a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs when he was in here with all you guys. What does that mean? He couldn't get a word in edgewise. Exactly. Well, that's 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 how he's it works. the one that should be talking. He's the high IQ McGillicuddy. Yeah. Because <laughs> if I feel like you guys have this whole thing lined up already, like man, there ain't shit planned. You know, we, hey, hold on, motherfucker. You know, I ain't got no script. You know that, buddy. If you know me. Well, I, you know what's funny is I have the microphone on right now. You're on speaker, so you're really on my show. Okay, so we're live. It's called, you know, Matt in the business. That's called live on live, buddy. I can teach you something. All that's called live on live. We're doing a live on live, Matt. Yeah, I'm not live, but yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Oh well, we're like we're it. live, and we got the. Well, I'm not big time live. I can't go live like that. I don't have a whole crew and a studio. Yeah, true, you, but, know? you know, even Danny Jones was blown away with my studio. He's on, you know, he's. Fun. It is pretty amazing. It is pretty nice, and I'm not nearly utilizing like I should. You know, if, if I have, yeah. if I had the intellect that you and Danny had, fuck, we'd, you know, this we'd be retired by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely, you're, you're, you could definitely got to work on the YouTube thing. Yeah, I should be you doing could, far better. You can, you could definitely, especially since you already have the content. Like you already have everything at your disposal. You I could know. be blowing it away. I know. I need to hire somebody. So Matt, what happened between you guys? What, what, what's the beef? Between what me and and I mean I, nothing. We did a show and these two. guys do were, two shows. We did two shows and. In the middle of the show, I was explaining about how Marcus Shrinker had gotten my book taken down and that I was probably going to have to sue him. And one of the Diacos ended up saying to me, um, he made a crack about, well, and I said I have documentation and everything. And he made a crack. Now, he's a lawyer, and he made a crack saying that the documentation could have been falsified. And I went, what? I said, yeah, but it wasn't. He was like, yeah, but I mean, it's you. It could have been. And I was like, and it, keep in mind, this is, this, is a, this is a lawsuit. Like, this is a possible lawsuit. Like, I don't need a lawyer saying that I could have falsified documentation. And so I looked at it, I was like, yeah, but it wasn't. And so he and I kind of went back and forth, kind of glared at each other. And he was like, well, I'm just saying, it, you know, and kind of laughed it off. Well, that was fine. We didn't really get back into that until after the show, 
I went up to him and I said, hey, bro, I said, you realize why I got irritated, right? And he's like, well, um, yeah, I guess. And I went, no, no, you said, and I explained to him what he said, and I said, this is a possible lawsuit where someone may say, hey, we've got a lawyer out there saying Cox may have falsified documents. Like I said, I don't need that. Like, out of professional courtesy, I said, I wouldn't do that. I said, for example, and, he, and I said, do you understand? And he kind of shrugged it off, like, eh, maybe. Then he got, then he got in his Ferrari and said, fuck off. <laughs> sorry, Matt. I had to yeah. make, Dan, Matt, I had to make it funny. That's how I do, buddy. Sorry. I, I understand. I get it. I just, it's just that, you know, to me, here's what's so funny is that I said, I looked at him. And he acted like it wasn't a big deal because obviously it wasn't because he does have a Ferrari and I'm starting out. Right. So what I'm saying is I just looked at him and I said, let me give you an example. I said, your brother, who's the doctor, right, Dr. Right. Diaga, yeah, yeah. did a boob job on a mortgage broker of mine 15 years ago. Her name was Susan. I'm not going to say her last name, but I mentioned the name, and he even knew her because he, she used to hang out with both of them. And I said, he botched the boob job. He botched it so badly that he, cut a, he burned a hole through her, through her tit. He then tried to shove the fucking boob in anyway. It was so bad that we, a week later, it started slipping out of the cut that he had, the mistake he had made. She went back to him. He tried to correct it twice. It was so bad. So you can see why Matt's not allowed back in here, huh, Danny? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Dan wouldn't care about yeah, this. No, not at all. Dan yeah. would love my this. Co- my co-host, Dr. Dan Diaco, who's here two, three day, two or three days a mm-hmm. week. You know exactly. So I'm just saying. You know, I think pretty much we just figured out why why oh, yeah. why Matt's not coming back. Right. Yep, we got a right. conflict so, of interest here. Right. So here's what I so I said that I said it was <laughs> so bad that she eventually got a lawyer and sued, and you guys paid. I said he paid her eighty thousand dollars to keep her mouth shut, and I said so. Here's the funny thing is I said that I think is something that's interesting and funny, and we could talk about that. I said, but out of professional courtesy, I never mentioned that on the air. I said, you didn't grant me the same courtesy. That's why I got irritated. And he just looked at me and went, yeah, I understand that. And he walked away, got in his Ferrari, and drove off. And I think I got, a, t- I think I got a text then from, uh, from him saying, don't ever let that motherfucker back on the show ever again. Absolutely. And then you texted me and said, hey, Matt, I hate to mention this. It's just not going to work out. And I said, gee, I think it has something to does it have something to do with the Diacos? And you said, I don't want to get into it, but yes, it does. <laughs> Good luck to you. Yeah. Oh man, that's unfortunate. And that was it, it was over. It was over. Obviously Boy. she didn't keep her mouth shut if you knew the settlement amount. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh shit. <laughs> Matt, we Matt. just reworked you, kiddo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be fine. Oh, no. Anyway, can we get past all that? Boy, water under the bridge. No, that's that's a big that's a big heat getter right there. That's a big. I heat mean, getter. let's right, right. Yeah, like, I'm I'm willing to take some ribbing. I get it. Yeah, but boy, when you come out whip out your dick that big against the Diak, woo! I mean, Blitch, I mean, you know, Matt Blitch. does have a dagger tongue. Oh, he's got a dagger tongue. Matt just doesn't go. For, it just doesn't kind of cut you. He cuts you right. He cuts your heart out. This yeah, fucking guy he cuts does. your heart. Oh, it's not my fault. I'm really a genuinely nice guy. Well, I mean, Matt, you are. You are a nice guy, but you got a bad rap just like me. I'm a genuinely nice guy, too, but everybody hates me, too. I I hear that a lot. Yeah, like when you – I bet you when you bring my name up that you did my show – 
what's the, and I'm not trying to make, be narcissistic and make this about me, but this is just strictly a question or research. When you bring up that you may have done my show, what's the person's first reaction? And you can be totally Matt Cox honest. Honestly, it's 50-50. Either people absolutely love you or they absolutely hate you. It yeah. is 50-50 down the line. And it's probably, you probably are working with the same stats, I'm thinking. They, people either fucking hate you, scumbag, or they think you're pretty fucking cool and you got, you know, you're pretty smart. And you are deep down pretty smart. Danny, what's my stats? Danny, yeah, you're, he reads the comments. It's, it's funny. There's uh, probably 30% fucking despise Matt. But seventy percent absolutely love him. How about me? What are my stats? You're better than that. You're probably ninety five percent people love you. At yeah. least on my channel. Right. They hate me. You know what? Your people like me more than my people do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people, and nobody I've ever talked to about you. Whenever people ask me or I tell people that you came on the show, no one ever has a negative reaction either. They're just like they're more like impressed that I was able to get you on my show. Wow, this, this is a lot. There's a lot of ass kiss going on right now, <laughs> including. I am trying to think. I have somebody that was telling me they wanted to be on your show that they remember listening to you and they were they used to set up a mic and pretend that they were on your show when they were a kid and that they absolutely who was that that i was i can't believe was it a girl I can't was remember. she hot with big titties no oh, no the guy oh my bad but they loved you he was just like i can't believe i would love to be on his show oh my god huh no, it wasn't. It wasn't. I don't think it was. It wasn't Jeff. Hey, Jeff, the con- counterfeiter is going to be on you. Yeah, Jeff Turner's going to be on. He's going to whip me up yeah. some m- fucking money. <laughs> He's amazing. Now, how about you? Story. Now, yeah, he does a good race for you. Now, have you guys done a podcast together, you and Jeff? Yeah, I did. I did my podcast, and then Danny did his. But Danny is faster on the draw and released his almost immediately, and mine came out a week later. And then everybody <laughs> in my comment section was saying, "Oh, Danny get or Matt gets Danny's." Uh, Sloppy seconds. Oh my god! Well, I got. I mean, unbelievable. I, 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 hey, I'm happy to have Danny's sloppy seconds. I had you after Danny I, had you. Yeah, yeah. And no, you know, I mean, I mean, Danny gets. Hey, Danny you know who you good... ought to have? John Boziak. Yeah, the credit card counter. Oh yeah, you got to get John Boziak on here. Would he come on yeah, the show? Bro. Matt, yeah, you're the one who amazing. introduced me to Bustamante. Bustamante's great, right? CIA. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Matt, I mean, can we like can we bury the hatchet on the on the Diaco deal? You know, can you keep your mouth <laughs> shut on now. the deal? <laughs> I mean, of course, of a course. Too late. Yeah. That's yeah. Why so you, luck on on you just hug him out to dry on live. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say it's gonna, gonna be, be so you Yeah, ask? when Dan hears that, it's gonna be over. Oh, oh yeah, fuck. Dan's gonna are be. Are they mad. big? Are they big? Uh, oh, there's big swinging dicks. Are they, they are very powerful people. Oh, they're big shots, bro. Yeah. They're big Do they shots. influence the show at all? Yeah, a lot. Here's Dr. Dan right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Dan. they're the funders. They're the executive producers. Yeah, I mean, they're. That's Dan. Here's Dr. That's Dan. Dan circa 1994. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. well, Dan, I mean, oh, fuck. I mean, listen, plastic surgeons oh, sometimes nice. mess up. I mean, fuck. People make mistakes. All sauced up. Yeah. Anyway. A couple mistakes. Yeah, you made a couple mistakes. True. I mean, Dan, Dan never gone to prison like you. But he few, probably, no. probably botched a few boob jobs here and there. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, but he listen, he made up for it. Uh, you can cut a hole in me for eighty grand. Okay, easy, Dan. Stop, stop, <laughs> stop, stop, stop doubling down, man. <laughs> Come on, buddy. Stop doubling down, uh, man. Oh my! And the bad God. thing about it is, Jay would probably be Dan will be the biggest asshole about it because Dan and Matt no are question. wired identical. Like, let's let me put my dick out. Let's have a dick off. That's the way, and that's the way you are, Matt. I mean, you know, that's just the way you are. Bro, listen, if I had been told that I had to take second seat, I would have done that. I, I need better instructions. 
if I'm doing badly, it's because I'm being given poor instructions. Well, now he's blaming you, Bubba. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, now this, I'm, he's got me scrambling right now. I'm just worried about Dan blowing that phone call. Oh, oh yeah, me shit. too. Oh, yeah. You guys he's all know. Text now. You, you guys what all happened? know. You guys all know that Dan is going to be full fucking hot right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Walk on eggshells around right here, when man. when he's done with surgery. Oh. This limp-ass hand. You just, you just, Poor guy. You there, buddy? Matt. Who, me? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm here. Are you still doing your paintings? Of course. Yeah. And what? Course. And in your podcast? The podcast is going. You know, it's it's a struggle, bro. Except it's for when grind. Jessica Kent comes in and she makes you take down all your art. Did you fuck her? She made me take down my Trump painting. Did you fuck her? No. You would have. Listen, her husband's like. 215 oh, yeah. pounds. Her husband's a juice like, head. If he wouldn't have been there, though. But, boy, I, no, I mean, she, oh, what yeah. What are you doing, bro? What are you doing? What do you mean, what am I doing? I'm telling you, I like to fuck her. I have a girlfriend. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know that. I'm saying that little bad girl, ex-con prison bitch kind of fucking I, fantasy turns me on. I didn't know about your I, girlfriend I, or I'm, her. Hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm just scared. That's a huge right, difference. Let's just say I. this. Let's say that you're single and that she's single. And she's bad girl, and you're a bad boy. I mean, it, it makes course. it makes for some hot yes. times, don't you think? Yes, I'd hit it. Yes, and she'd I, have been a single mom I'd too. Hit. And you love single moms. You do love. I, single I've mom. got a thing That's for single moms, butter. apparently. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you know, your hair's on point. You're getting. You're trying to get a couple inches off your shin bone. I mean, there's all kinds of things I'm, going on with. Oh that yeah, I heard all those cracks. Listen, I get in guys in my comment section left and right. Uh, uh, Bubba's talking about your shoes. Bubba's talking about your shin bones. I, like, now, hold on. I suggested shoes with inserts. Danny's the one that said you were call, fucking sawing your femurs off trying to get two extra. I, I didn't bring the leg sawing up. Danny did. Unbelievable. <laughs> Danny is the one that brought the sawed femurs into the oh deal, buddy. Don't get mad at me, Matt Cox. Please. I, I, have, I have some, you know, I, I have some things I'm not thrilled about about my body. I mean, it's one of them. It's as everybody does. Well, I'm, fat, yeah, as, I'm fat as fuck. I'd love to have your body, buddy, even if I was a few inches. Even if I was 4'11", I don't fuck a fuck. Matt's a handsome guy. He's got some big old SpongeBob arms to go with it. He's got big arms, <laughs> fucking beautiful teeth. He just he's just looking for that Kurt that Kurt Douglas chin, and he'll be straight the fuck up. Your hairline rivals Johnny Depp's hairline. <laughs> That's right. Best Bank of America money I ever spent. <laughs> hey, one of these days, I'm not going to be able to have it here because fucking Diaco will kill you. But maybe I can go over to Danny's place and we can all do a podcast, all of us together, if you want to, buddy. I, I'm ready for you to bring Diaco. Maybe we no should problem. set up a oh, we should set up no. a cage match with Diaco and Matt Cox. Diaco would kill him. He's Di- too yeah. huge. He would kill him. Oh, uh, what are you really? Six one. No, yeah, he's yeah. Plus the rage now. He'll bring a fucking seventeen blade scalpel and gank him like they're in prison. Why, why the rage? Hey Matt, were you ever were you ever scared of getting shanked in prison, or is that not even a thing? Uh, I mean, no, I, I wasn't. I didn't buy. I didn't borrow. Listen, if you get stabbed in prison, you had it coming. Like I, I didn't borrow money. I didn't wasn't insulting to anybody. I was very respectful. But what about a guy like me that's insulted people for a living? Like when they shank me, you, you may have, uh, and it depends. You'd probably be okay. He'd probably start his own cult. Maybe. You'd probably calm down a lot in prison. Think about it. My mouth wasn't nearly as bad in prison. I'm not saying I didn't get bitch slapped once or twice. Did you? Did you, you ever know, have a big? Did, did you have a guy fucking bitch slap the shit out of you and say, "Shut up, fucking short doggy dog," or I'm gonna whip your ass? Close. Yeah. And what? And and what provoked it? Like, what did you do? You were trying to be Johnny Know It All, and he was had enough of it, hadn't he? I smarted off to him. I mean, we were watching TV, and he made some fucking comment, and. 
I, I made a comment back, and he jumped up and hit me from behind, smashed me right from behind. And I blew the capillaries in my eye. My whole eye turned red. And I guess what? You never fucking said another word to that guy, did you? Smart ass. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. That that tamed my my uh, my sassiness for about a month. How well would Danny do in prison? What I think I think I'd do better. In, who would do better in prison, me or Danny? Probably you. You know, like these are the kinds of questions. There's no good answer. I need to go back on Janie's show at some point. Yeah, but Danny's fucking. Danny? He like Danny likes oh, the truth. Danny likes the truth. Yeah. Danny says Boziak, Boziak here, and he goes, "Bubba's got too much of a mouth on him. He'd have a problem." What Ooh. I really, I think Danny would. Boziak survived prison. He's yeah, kind of he's a really small but guy. Boziak but he's got the knows I got the Jim Jones drink the Kool Aid type fucking karma too, man. I'd have all these boys being my boys. <laughs> yeah, he would. <laughs> I'd have, I'd be like, listen, all you motherfuckers, you're my boys and shit. You know what I'm saying? I want to be like, and it's fucking, don't even worry about me. I'm big time yeah. star. I got, I got 3,000 in my commissary. Who needs what, bitch? That's what I'd say. Yeah, yeah. You'd have, uh, you'd definitely have some idol worship. All yeah. them guys would have known who you were. Oh, they would. All them Florida guys? Absolutely. The Bubba Prison Army. A lot, I'm sure a lot of those guys definitely I bet you know we who need to, You know, we need to start a Matt Cox Bubba Prison Army a division. You know what I'm saying? Where we go into the prisons and... and <laughs> Now, Matt, let me ask you a question. Is it hard to get a prison interview? In the federal system, it's difficult. Yes. You're certainly not going to get it on camera, but you could get them to call. It's easier to get them to just call in for 15 minutes. Oh, it is. As opposed to actually getting an, a live interview like that. You might get an hour with a public information officer sitting there listening to you. What if like you're like, what I'm on the state level? Like if you're on the state, if, if a person's still on the state level and you wanted to yeah, do like much a. easier. And Much even easy. even on film too. Um, in the state of Florida, I think yeah, you can definitely get cameras in the state of Florida. Really? And do yeah. they do they chain do they chain the guy up so in case he fuck I ask a question that gets him right, you know, triggers him, and he you know, do they, is, know. He, is he trained? You know, like, know. how does it go? I don't know about all that. I think he'd probably just they'd probably unhandcuff. Mm-hmm. Like I was interviewed in the marshal's custody. I was unhandcuffed, but they had a couple marshals in the room too. Right. That was when you did Dateline. Yeah. Tell Boziak when's he gonna his get his criminal ass up in here. I want to talk to him too. He's ready to go. He's ready to go. Boziak did your show, didn't he, Danny? He said yeah, I'll he drive did. over there Twice. tomorrow. Well, tell him I'm gonna have to get a fucking clearance check on him and make sure the Diacos aren't here and make sure you don't drive him because Dan's gonna put a hit out on you, buddy. I'm telling you that right now. There's a fucking hit on him, Matt. <laughs> you better Short. edit that shit out. Yeah, I better edit this shit out. Good thing it's not live. I thought it was live. It is live. We're fucked. We're all of us. Yeah. <laughs> did there ever come a point, Dan, uh, Matt, when you were like, just said, I'm fucked. Like when they were knocking on your door there in Tennessee, you're like, I'm fucked. Oh, yeah. What are we talking about? Like for fucking, what, 12 and a half years, I thought I was fucked. I know, but you never were. You always got away like a little rat. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly like a rat. A little fucking rat. Like a rat. Like, you know, like when you get in trouble, how your body temperature kind of goes up a little bit? Like, did your body temperature go up when the feds were on the door? Like, you know, because you're not going to get in a shootout with them or nothing. You're not that kind of a guy. No. No. No, did, did my body temperature? Of course. What are you talking? When they pulled the guns on me and threw me on the ground, and that's just a bad day. Did you cry? That's a bad day all the way around. I would have cried too, probably. Like a like a small child. Yeah, like a little bitch. Listen, I would. I was actually I wasn't. I was numb. It wasn't until sentencing I cried like a baby. <laughs> now, you've never seen a grown man cry like this, especially when I they're handing down twenty large, right? Twenty six, twenty six plus. God, and then you even finagled out of that, you fucker. God, you even got well, out of that. I'm slippery. I'm slippery. They didn't realize how cunning and deceitful. And Who is tougher in prison, you or Boziak? Who's tougher in prison, you or Boziak? 
Oziak handles himself better than I do. He's constantly, he's not the kind of guy to mouth off to people for no reason. He holds himself better than I do because he's, he's constantly working on his image. I'm just running around saying stupid shit, getting slapped and yelled at. You get shut. You're, you get hit in the TV room. Meanwhile, Boziak poisons a guy at the cafeteria the next day. That's how it goes. Exactly. Exactly. I want to hang out with Boziak, not you. Plus, guess what? <laughs> plus, I don't. Plus, Diaco didn't have a problem with Boziak. Not yet. No, not yet. He, he won't either. Boziak's gonna keep his mouth shut. Unlike you, you got a loose lips on you, kid. Yeah, but it's true. Listen, I like listen. to have I like to have you back, but I'm gonna have to do a lot of fucking Switzerland repairing with with this Diaco I mean, deal. I know you're a good talker, out. though. I know you can talk He's to him. He's very influential and very powerful on my show. Very much so. He's like an oligarch yeah. of the BTLS. He is my. I wonder oligarch. if that's part of the problem. That, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. The problem yeah. that I'm not my own man, that I'm his blood. bitch. You, you call me Diaco's <laughs> bitch? Is that what you call me? I was very careful not to use the word bitch. Yeah. Well, you're Boziak's bitch and Danny's Woo! bitch and my bitch. And we're taller than you. Just some am fat. <laughs> you it's are working for me. Now nah, you got a beautiful hairline and a nice jaw. You still got the same you girl? Go. You got the same girl? Same girl that dislikes you. Same one you gave. Oh, I should show you. Remember the, the gator head you gave me? Right. I mounted it. It looks amazing. And I tell everybody when they come in that Bubba the Love Sponge gave me that. Right. And then they take it, then they piss on it and said, fuck that guy. You let Hogan fuck his wife. Not. Only half of them. Only half. Now, do you, how about your girlfriend? She still hates me? Yeah. 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 Why? Especially after you ditched me. Especially after that. She said, I told you not to trust that guy. I told you. Fuck that. I mean, she's got me completely wrong. <laughs> We got to get her in here on the mic. Uh, let's get her oh, on the mic. Oh, she's got a good story. Bring her in here. I'll be like, listen, first of all, let's you and I bury the hatchet, honey. Okay, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry you got to <laughs> fucking be a short doggy dog all your life. But here's the deal. Uh, you know, we got off to a bad start. I, I like you. You like me. Let's talk. You know, keep fucking short doggy dog out there. Keep him in the green room. He'll be, he'll be, you want to drive Matt Cox insane? Interview his girl and make him stay in the green room. He'll flip the fuck I would out. Be, I would be, listen, nothing would impress me more if you could sway her. That would be impressive. To, to, get, her to, to get her to come on the show. Yeah, and, and bury the hatchet and be like, hey, what's the problem? What's the issue? Where's she like, at right now? Where, where's she at right now? She's at work right now. She's a marine mechanic. Okay. I probably shouldn't call her at work now, should I? No. All right. <laughs> you would lose it. <laughs> right. So how about. <laughs> it would be great, though. It would, it would be good. What if we conference called her and be like, listen, we're live on live on live on live with a Danny and a Boziak kicker here. And we're asking your, what's her first name only? Jess. Jess. Jessica. Yeah. Jessica. She's not. Listen. Jessica, this nothing. is Bubba. And I am so sorry that you don't like me. I think we got off to a bad foot. Me and Matt, uh, Matt's big mouth got him in trouble with me, but we're trying to work through that. But I just want to let you know I've heard nothing but great things. More importantly, oh thank shit. you. Thank you so much for giving Matt a place to stay when he was down on his luck and had nothing to fucking do or say. And he's a fucking bullshit artist. <laughs> and thank you for taking care of him. And would you accept my apology? And would you come on I think on my that show? would be great off air. Oh, I do. She I would mean, lose it. She'd lose, bro, you, what are you trying to do? I just got this chick in the position I need her. Yeah, I'm gonna say, Jessica, run! You're getting worked. She's got, he's got Boziak for backup. You're fucked. Get the hell out of there, Jess. Oh my you got god! Got two fucking bad guys. Two guys that did 450 years total time in federal prison trying to fucking steal your 401k from the Marine place. Fuck! Get the hell out of there immediately. Has he ever seen Boziak? Like Danny? 
Um, probably. Am I, fuck, am, uh, I, am I fucking with the wrong guy on the, on the Bozak? <clears throat> no. Bro, he nice looks guy. like he did time. Like, I don't look like I did time. He's no, a, you look like he He has a giant Illuminati like tattoo on his skull. <laughs> what? Uh, Bozak does. Bozak does? Yeah, covering his whole entire skull. Maybe, but yeah, but you know, not everybody with fucking tattoos are tough. You know no, what I'm saying? Definitely not. I'm not saying he's tough. I'm saying he looks like he's done some serious time. He looks. He no, looks. No, he's not on here. I don't update this as much. But if you just go to YouTube and just 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 Google John Boziak, it'll probably pull up my podcast with him. Will I have his mugshot too? Yeah. Oh, we don't know about the mugshot. No. Probably just have his face in the front of an American Express card. Oh, that's the, that's that guy. Yeah. Oh, he he was a credit card fraudster, yes. right? Yeah. Hey, tell hey tell Boziak back in the day, I used to have an American Express black card back in the day, made out of metal. <laughs> he just said, pretty impressive. Listen, he sold three point five million dollars worth of credit card fraud, credit cards, counterfeit credit cards to the Russian mob. Mm. Oh, he's been dealing with the Russian motherfuckers too. Which one's Boziak? Uh, I'm looking at right here. Far left, top left, down. right, down, right, right here. Yep. Ah, he looks like a poor man's Vanilla Ice. Look at him. <laughs> hey, Vanilla Ice called once his identity back, bitch. Oh, would wow. you would you make a fucking Robbie Van Winkle card? Look at him. <laughs> Road didn't exist. Uh, the dark web didn't exist. The onion router wasn't well, even a thing. People always think no you tour, are. No Rob, Deirdre, Rob Deirdre, he gets a lot. We were in Vegas, and guys were stopping him on the strip saying, asking him. Saying he thought they thought he was Rob Deirdrick. He's like, I'm not Rob Deirdrick, but I got Rob Deirdrick's fucking credit card. Oh, no, no. Tell that right now. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hold on. You two mobsters are living together with Jessica. Yeah, they like a true no. crime clout house. Man, this is a true crime cl- fucking trap house, is what it is. <laughs> Holy shit! Don't think the feds don't look at that place every day. They got that whole place wired up. Everything. You want? You guys are up to no good. You two together, please. <clears throat> You're the world's greatest theft identity, and he's the world's greatest credit card maker. You guys are probably rolling it in right now. Fuck. I I, I feel like you just got me back for the Tiago uh, comment. <laughs> are you, true crime influencers. Now you two, hey, you two fucks know you got to stay on the up and up because they really, I mean, one more fuck up from either one of you guys, and you guys are going away for a long time. Oh, yeah. You still, you still got paper, Matt? Yeah. Yeah. How much longer? Yeah. Boziak doesn't have any paper, does he? No, he's never successfully completed a probation. See, I watched that. I watched that podcast, Danny, on Concrete, where you, Matt was talking about how the feds were just so fucking fed up with Boziak's bullshit that they just said, "Fuck the paper. He cannot abide by any rules. He's unfucking. He's uncontrollable." <laughs> let him. Let him loose. Yeah, I watched that one. I want that guy in here. He's not going to fuck with uh, Diaco. Yeah, he knows better. No, no you know what nah, Diaco's going to do? Diaco's going to give Boziak's girls some free fucking tits that you have to look at, buddy. Oh, there shit. There you go. He might give Boziak a whole new a whole new toupee, like a, one of those permanent toupees. There's Matt Cox the... right there. Look at him. He, he doesn't even need a toupee. This is what's so upsetting about him. He shaves his head, and he has a full head of hair. Really? He has a full, thick head of blonde hair, and he shaved it. He, he didn't have to infuriate. He, he infuriates. Me. He didn't have to do fifteen reverse mortgage fucking fucking deals to get his hair like you did. No. <laughs> Look at Matt Cox, and the only thing Matt Cox wants is a Douglas, uh, Kurt Douglas chin. That's the only thing he wants. <laughs> I mean, how bad would Crimson you? Chin. How bad would you feel if Doctor Diaco goes? You know what? I know you talk some shit, man, but I, you know, I was ready to give you that chin for free, buddy. And, and you talked all that shit about me. I'm a, I'm the number one Chen guy in the in the world. You just fucked Is up. He? 
Yeah, he is a. I mean, he's 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 pretty damn good. But don't, I, I heard he's up there with in the hairlines too. I heard yeah. you can put a pretty tight hairline on somebody. Look at Boziak, this motherfucker. Look at he's shot out of a cannon. I love this guy. <laughs> look at all that gold and shit. Is it real? He said, "Of course." Yeah, that is great. I don't. We might I'm need to get the gold checker. It's like Jim hey, Norton trying to do a character. Tell tell uh, <laughs> tell Boziak I'm bringing them one of those real diamond checkers in when he comes in. Okay, like like the rap guys no do. Pro- he has no problem. Hell, you guys could live three years just if he just went and pawed off his fucking shit. You guys could make it for a look how much shit he's got. And that I'm supposed to get some type of response from you, Matt. We're doing radio. Me? Yeah. I'm, look at, I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm on the phone. I'm not staring at any gold. We're in the communication. No, you're it's staring at the guy I'm talking about, buddy. He's not wearing the gold. No, he's not. Here, I, I thought he wore it. He only wears no, the on, on air. <laughs> That's his show gold. That's his uh, doing a podcast <laughs> gold. That is going to is that is uh, is that is going to church gold right there? You know when he's when yeah, he's on. exactly yeah. All right, well listen, podcast show gold. Matt now he wears I, his Versace glasses all the time though. He's always got his Versace on. How does he do? How does Boziak do with the ladies? Uh, yeah, they're it's good, but they're crazy. He gets these crazy ones. Well, he probably but boy, if you can turn those crazy ones into some, you know, to really they're hardcore. Mm-hmm. They're you know, he's working on it. He said. He'll either come or cut you, one of the two. Both. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Yeah. Plus, he's driving I, I a new would... Cadillac. He's driving a new Cadillac? He's a new Cadillac. How'd he get that? How'd he get that? Whose fucking car did he rip off on that one? That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. He's a hustler. He's doing good. How long's he been out for? Oh, for this time? Seven years? Yeah. Oh, he's been out seven years this time? You know, the thing yeah. about you guys is I want to be your friends, but I'm so afraid that at the end of the day you're going to have a relapse on my shit, and I'm going to end up getting all my shit stolen. What will happen? Don't, doesn't that scare you, Blitz, that they're sizing all our shit up and trying to find uh, that, you absolutely. know? I mean, you know. But, oh, my God. Trying to, trying to find our router numbers or some kind of bullshit so yeah. they can get into our fucking bank account. Yeah, I'm so scared again. of these guys. Mm-hmm. If, you guys could just no spare, if you guys could spare me on your hack, and I'd really appreciate it, please. <laughs> Listen, I can't. I cannot be in front of that judge again. Absolutely Let him, not. Hold on. Fuck the judge. I'd be more scared of that female F, uh, FBI agent that hates your guts. Mm-hmm. Candace Calderon. Yeah, that bitch. Fucking will. Oh, she'll come down here and shoot you on. So, and do you know how how close my studio is to the FBI building? It, it, what? It, it, that, I thought the FBI is down downtown. No, the FBI building is uh, four tenths of a mile from here. Uh they probably smelled you down here like, fuck, we know we smell a rat. It's fucking Matt Cox down there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's uncomfortable. <laughs> hey, I'm just fucking with you, and I look forward to having you and Boziak. Tell Boziak uh, that I want to have all – I like to have both of you no-good motherfuckers on my show. That'd be great. Danny, okay, Danny would you help me broker it? We, yeah. we, we could even do it right here if you wanted to. You could have all the footage. I'll have all the footage. We'll, we'll all share footage. Like, do the podcasters ever do that? You're on my yeah. show, and you're on my you're on my show, and you're I'm on your show. So we'll just I'll here here's the footage. You take it, and I'll take it, and we go do our own fucking shit with it. Yeah, yeah. I interviewed Danny on his set and posted it on my on my uh, channel the other day. Yeah, but you don't have near I think the I'm facilities. I'm the first person to ever interview Danny. You are Matt Cox is the first person to ever do a proper. Actually, yeah, first person. To Did ever he do, do better than me? No, he didn't do better than you, Bobo. Yeah, exactly. He said no, his, on, his first question was as I kind of razzed him for it on the during the interview. Here, his first question was so. Where were you born? <laughs> <laughs> man, I, was like, That's man, I can teach you a few shit. things, buddy. I mean, you know, come on, man. 
I'll be much better in 30 years. Yeah, true. yeah you haven't had 30 years of training. That's like true. Well, listen, Matt, um, I did enjoy as a guest, but now I do remember, yeah, you're on the no-fly zone. You're on the, like, you know, you're on the, yeah. You re- I mean, yeah, you, really drop, you really drop the mic. I mean, there's dropping the mic. And then I there's... dropped it at all. I mean, oh, God. But I hear you. I hear you. I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm gonna get all this patched up because I like to do a job. I like to do, and I don't want to do a job with you and Boziak. I want to do a show with you too. And Danny, you, I, I want, I need you in here for a uh, to be to you know to, to 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 for some peace purposes. Yeah, I'll help lobby. You guys aren't Larry. You guys aren't allowed to carry guns or knives or anything, are you? Absolutely not. All right. Well, I am because I just want to let you know that. But tell Boziak I'm gonna be strapped the entire time. Okay. I can be strapped too. Got it. <laughs> all right. How can he be strapped? He can't. He can't. <laughs> Put Boziak on real fast. Put put him on real fast. Hello. Hey, Boziak, I'm just fucking with you. I don't want no problems with you, okay, buddy? Oh, that's no no worries. And I like fucking with uh, with Short Doggy Dog there, too, a lot, okay? So just don't get mad at me or nothing. Oh, we all like fucking with Short Doggy Dog over here. exactly. So listen, me, you, and Danny and Short Doggy Dog are going to do a show one of these days, okay, bud? Uh, yeah, that would be dope. All right, buddy. Tell Matt, thank you for being a good sport. I'm going to try to work on that Diaco relationship, okay? All right, man. Set it up. See you later, buddy. All right, later. Bye. Danny, we could have some fun over here. Yeah, buddy, we could have say. a good time. We got we to bring that shower back into use. Maybe get Matt's girlfriend in there. Uh, <laughs> I think we need to try to fucking calm Dan Diaco down uh, first and foremost. Yeah, how are you going to do that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I think this would be probably a good time for me to show you the rest of the facilities, including the goats, <laughs> uh, and uh, for us to, to wrap this up, my friend. All right. Well, thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. And um, let me, I'd like, I, I want to show you around a little bit. I'd love to see the place. We I want to see, see all the hidden caverns in here. Oh, there's a lot. Some people will know about some of the hidden caverns, and some, like Blitz has a few of these secret little doors that look like walls that turn around, <laughs> mm-hmm. keeps a lot of his guns and shit. So, yeah. That's my goal to get a place like this. Yeah. Well, my goal is to have, you know, 463,000 subscribers, and your goal is to have a studio like this. So let's become, you know, goal partners, buddy. We should do it, yeah. Trade goals. <laughs> Anna, anything in closing, my friend? I didn't want to. Uh, I, like, I have some ideas for oh, you know, for, for guests, like, on, on his show and stuff, but I didn't, you know, I don't want to be that person that's like, you know, you should have uh, the, the. <laughs> how about, how about, how about we have them on? Yeah, Anna, fucking bitch. How yeah. about we have them on? Fuck Donnie, We, we could yeah. have them on, but Damn. I feel like they would be more more congruent with, with the stuff that he talks about. All right, about. Give, all right let's go. go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, let's go. Oh, I, like right now, I was going to do it after the, after the show. We should no, do it live. Have you watched the uh, <laughs> the documentary hit. Wormwood? Yes, I love that documentary. Have you um, thought about maybe reaching out to the son who tells the story about his father? Yeah, was... Hamilton Morris. Uh, I think it's Eric Olson is his son. Oh, oh, the actual guy the, the documentary is about. No, yeah. uh, I actually... Because he's the one that tells the story. I think I looked him up, but... Okay. Um, that documentary was amazing, and I reached out to Hamilton Morris. Who, is that the one who He's directed? the son of the director who made okay. that film, Errol Morris. Hamilton, actually, I used to have his, he has his own show. Uh, it used to be on Vice. I'm not sure what it's on now. Your 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 program kind of reminds me of, like, obviously Vice is more like documentary style, but, mm-hmm. like, a lot of those stories and people that they follow, I feel like, would also yeah. be on your show. Yeah, that's the kind of guest that I like the most, is, yeah. is people that I, like, just find under rocks that no right. one's ever heard of. Right, You know, not typical Bubba Love Sponge, like, super A-list celebrity radio stars, but mm-hmm. people that no one's heard of that, that kind of, like, like, Have an interesting my, like that's who Matt was. Matt had never been on the internet, never done anything on the internet. No one knew who the fuck he was other than some Dateline thing he did in the 90s. 90s. And actually, my agent, Tom Bean, got a hold of me because one of his friends 
watched your podcast with Matt and told me to go watch. So I went and watched when I had Matt on. I went and watched, you know, his podcast with you. Then I had him on. So, yeah. I mean, that's that, you know, that's because a lot of the guests that he has, like he's able to do more of a long form thing whereas with us it's like you know maybe 20 minutes 30 minutes in and out no no i mean on conventional Sex. radio yeah. if, if we if we did Sex. conventional radio but we could you know we can go long form like okay. look, look, how, look how long we went here right mm-hmm. right okay well on terrestrial all right yeah i don't know i was just i was thinking about that because there's a lot of um you what, know, else? Like the MK Ultra. what what other well, what that was the one that i was thinking of and i started looking him up and stuff um I just thought it might maybe that's a good idea, but it sounds like you've already looked into it. So yeah, I've I've reached out. I've reached out to like I said, the director of that documentary. I'd love to get him yeah, on there. It was really really good. I got like goosebumps at the end of that, and that rarely happens. Did so. you know Blitz, my uh, my main guy over there, and her they're dating? Did you know that? Who's dating? Me and Blitz, that guy. Her, Blitz. her and that guy. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Well, Thank, thanks for inter, inter, inter office romance. We got our own controversies going on around. Uh-oh. Yeah, Bubba set him up in February. I set Valentine's him up. Day yeah, special. he gets all the credit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Blitz brought her out of her I show with a stick. Can I ask you a question, uh, Danny? Does your wife hate me? No, my wife doesn't hate you. All right, cool. Not she at will. all. Especially now that you got my son a gift. She really is going to love you. Well. What do you get? I don't know. I haven't opened it yet. Should I open it or should I let him open no, it? No, no. Let him open it. Okay. Let him open it. Yeah, let him open it. Okay, I will. Yeah, she's really going to like me now. Yeah, she so is. I thought she might get a little mad at me when I, when I told you to get a vasectomy and not have that third child. But, you know, deep down. <laughs> That's the problem. Like, like, look at that like, so like funny, Matt Cox. Matt Cox, his significant other hates me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Yeah, my my wife's got a really good sense of humor. She doesn't hate you. I hope not. No, she does. There, there, there's. It's really hard to get her to hate somebody. Anna, do your female friends hate me? I have no female friends. Oh, well, I know your spouse hates me. I'm just kidding. So no, I, they don't hate you. Does Blitz hate me deep down, or deep down does he have as much love for me as I have for him? He has a lot of love for you, Bubba. Uh, you didn't answer the question. Yeah, no problem. Uh, uh, Blitz, let's go ahead and wrap this up. I love you. I love Dr. Dan. Fuck those scammer pieces of shit. Yeah, good yeah, Dr. Dan. Love you, Dr. Dan. Love you, Dr. Dan. He's a hero. Fuck those scammers. Fuck you. Fake man. Trash talking scammers. Fuck yep. that. Fuck that short doggy dog and that vanilla ice kicker. I fuck, agree. Fuck those two. And by the way, vanilla ice had no heat with Dan at all. If you, just for the record, Blitz. Oh, uh, yeah. But Boziak didn't say shit. He's like, I ain't got nothing. Fucking Matt's the one that doubled down and threw gas, threw fucking nitrous on the fire with the Aka. If you really knew it was good, you, you should get them both on here to hash it out on, oh, on the Christ. radio show. Oh, you really no. have to do that. Oh, fuck. This whole place would go up in smoke. Mm-hmm. Gotta do it. Dan is Matt Cox times 100 on intenseness. With, that's with, good radio, with, isn't it? With money. <clears throat> yeah. It could ruin a friendship, though. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's one of my best friends. Was. Matt, Matt was. You gotta know where to draw the line. Matt was? <laughs> Just fuck it with your foot. <laughs> You know Dan's my boyfriend. Hey, Danny Jones, I hope I did okay. I mean, you've not been interviewed a lot. You're usually no. on the other side of the deal. Yeah, yeah. It's not It's not natural for me to be the one being interviewed, so thank you. Thank you so much, and thank you for maybe helping us down the road, too, as well. Yes, and the same goes to you. Thank you for having me here. Uh, very grateful, and uh, grateful to be your friend. 